When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, that's freaking cool as hell. Welcome back to Kind of Funny's John Wick in Review. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes. I'm joined by the Nitro Rifle himself, Andy Cortez. I'm thinking we're back. It's Christmas in March, Joey Noel. Yeah. (laughs) And the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Whoa. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of, there's gonna be a lot of that today <laughs> so, something tells me uh, of course this is kind of funny's in review each and every week we get together to rank review and recap different movie franchises uh if you've loved a franchise hated a franchise chances are we have ranked reviewed and recapped it for your pleasure you can check all of that out over on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com you could also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for uh, kind of funny in review, and we will be right there for you. Little housekeeping for you: the next couple weeks are going to be a little weird schedule-wise within review. We're going to be uh, doing the new Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, stay tuned to Joey's post about scheduling for all that stuff. But uh, there, there might be uh, some weirdness coming up uh, in the next week or two. So please stay tuned. Um, of course. You can also get the show ad-free and watch live as it's being recorded by going to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Just like our Patreon producers, Nathan Lamothe, Tripod++, Trent Berry, James Hastings, and Casey Andrew have done. Thank you all so very, very much for allowing us to talk about amazing movies like John Wick. Um, today we're talking about John Wick Chapter 4. This one had a runtime of 2 hours and 49 minutes. It's a long one. It's a chunker, Not some long would enough. say. Some would say not long enough. Um, it was directed once again by Chad Stahelski, who did the uh, the entire quadrilogy at this point. Um, this one had a release date of March 24th, 2023, which is today as of recording this. Um, and it had a budget of $100 million. But things are looking really good uh, with an $8.9 million opening preview night <coughs> domestically, uh, which is a franchise best um, so far, so things are looking real good for the boy John Wick. Now, I want to start with Nick Scarpino. It's been a long time since we've uh, talked about John Wick. We did yeah. the the interview of one through three years ago. It feels like, um, and here we are finally getting a new one. My first one in theaters. Oh, um, so that was a that was a big moment. But I want to start with you. What did you think of John Wick Chapter Four? Just a great addition to the series. Super fun. I think again, these movies are just. They're just, they just, they're like Top Gun Maverick. They know exactly what they're trying to do and they just deliver. These are, these are some of the best action movies that I've ever seen. Was the plot of this movie, could that easily be summed up in three sentences? Yes. And do they know that going into it? Absolutely. It's about the visuals. It's about the kinetic energy of the fight scenes. It's about the choreography. It's about looking at Keanu Reeves and just having a great time watching him act. Um, and then just having all these incredible side characters come in and and just fucking chew up scenery like Lawrence Fishburne and uh, the guy that plays the the uh, which we call it the the Continental uh, manager 
Ian McShane. Ian McShane. Yeah. Those guys are just having a great time coming in, kind of doing their scenes. Um, I, I loved this movie. I thought it was, it, it at, at certain points, you started feeling its length a little bit. You know, I do think that some of it, a little, the cut, maybe, dare I say, some of the action sequences could have been cut down a little bit. Um, but you get a nice little payoff at the end, and it was just a, a fun, good time. Joey Noel. Man, there's just really no one else doing it like the team that's doing John Wick. It's insane how good these movies are. Uh, John Wick feels like he has like 50 words in this entire movie. I think, uh, yeah, I think easily. Danielle asked me that too. She was like, how many lines do you think he had? I was like, well, I think it's more like words, yeah. not lines. I don't think there was full lines of dialogue in this whole thing. Yeah, um, he's so good. The thing that I'm always really impressed by with the John Wick movies compared to another series that I love and adore, Fast and Furious, is that they do such a good job of integrating new characters in a movie without making it seem like really heavy handed. And I think it's because they don't over explain like anything in the movie. It's just like, these are the things, this is what it is. It's part of the rules. And you're just like, okay, this is part of the rules. Um, so I was like, I'm always really impressed by how much I like the new characters that we get every time. Donnie Yen I thought was great. Um, nobody I also really liked. Um, I think it's so great. The music in this 10 out of 10, the way that they integrated the like sound of like the ringing in your ears with the music perfect chef's kiss i will say it's a little long and it's probably like my least favorite like plot of any of the movies probably um but i still had a great time andy cortez smooth kicks ass man this is just a fun freaking time i at many moments i'm just smiling and kind of like i got tears in my eyes from like just happiness and laughter and this movie just goes all out with its action sequences i like it's so hard to judge these movies against each other because I really feel like you are kind of putting against uh, against the other action sequences. Like, well, this one has like two 10 out of 10 action sequences and like one 5 out of 10, but the other one has like three 9 out of 10 action sequences. It's really hard really to judge these movies. Um, yeah, I feel like timeline-wise, this movie takes place like within 30 minutes at least yeah <laughs> like it's just like uh, that these are so condensed um but everybody like i don't know it just kind of delivered on on everything it needed to and then and then some like we got that that freaking hotline miami top-down action sequence was just something to experience in the theaters theater was really really loud those gunshots were like i i think i've in in the future, when I have like hearing loss, I think I can look back at yesterday. <laughs> um, oh, we'll know exactly why. Yeah, yeah. Right off the rip, just, bah! yeah, like, eh. yeah. These the, the the sound was like kind of nuts in the theater, uh, but I appreciate the little the little uh, butt blasters, Tim. The little like, butt kickers. Whenever the whenever the <laughs> butt blasters, butt blasters. <laughs> now available at Sonic. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Um, the the. Um, yeah, the acoustics, the the visuals, the sound. Um, You're seeing Dolby, is that why? Yeah, all these new characters that were added. I, I even though I loved um, Mr. Nobody, um, Shamir Anderson, who plays the tracker, I I do wish that he was more of a notable name, so that we could kind of be like, ah, oh, it's you. this fucking yeah. guy. You know what he I mean? He had that vibe. For sure. Yeah, I no. feel like he's going to be one that we're going to see in the future and be like, oh, uh, fuck, it's the guy from John Wick. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, he kicked ass. I just, I kind of wish we had the same thing. Like, oh, fuck, Halle Berry's in this movie. Yeah. That's kind of a Don't random, you know? Like, yeah. Um, so many awesome characters, great visuals. I mean, I know that this is like not the exact same team that worked on the first three because I know that the 
the John Wick team went to go work on something else. So I was always kind of headed into the fourth one very worried about how are they going to carry the torch, and I think they just surpassed all expectations. Um, this movie is a must-see in theaters. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Tim, how about you, man? Absolutely incredible. Like, I just freaking loved it. My my face hurts from smiling that hard that long. Yeah, Like, dude. honestly, three hours, like, flew by. Like, I want to see this again as soon as I possibly can. It is just... This weekend. It's just pure cool. Like, it's just, like, raw style and like it reminds me so much and it's uh the funny back and forth of i play seafood and i'm like oh it reminds me of john wick i watch john wick i'm like it reminds me of seafood but the level of commitment to just what's the coolest way we could do this right now what's the best location it feels like they almost like do the the uh set scouting location scouting before they even think about what the movie is and they're like well that place looks cool, cool. Like that place looks cool this is going to be the red fight scene this is going to be the green fight scene and it's just like there's so much love put into the choreography of the fight the way that they the camera moves the way that they move around the locations the uh constantly ratcheting up of escalation of the places they are what they're doing in those places how it's lit um and the weapons being used with the sound design with the music it's just like dang I couldn't believe how many of the set pieces started and then didn't finish for 50 minutes. <laughs> like, it, this really kind of just feels like three 50-minute set pieces where once they start, you're like, oh, shit, here we go. Like, there is no bathroom break. There is no, like, downtime at all. And, yes, because of that, it kind of could just become, ah! yeah. at all times. And you, like, can kind of forget why we're going somewhere or, like, where we're coming from and all that. But that's not the fucking point of these things. We were talking about this as we left. Like, I feel like... The plot of this one is, like, so whatever, but the lore of it, the depth of it, like, it's shallow but wide. Like, right. there's so yeah. much. It's Elden Ring-esque mm -hmm. in, in the, the sense of this is not, like, I think Top Gun Maverick works because it is simple as hell. There's not many plots going on. It's There's one goal that they have. They have one mission. They got to do this one thing, and that's it. This movie is the opposite of that, of just, like, there's a bazillion things going on, but really all that matters is getting people from one place to another and having them be in incredibly cool situations. And Shout I, out Clancy Brown. Shout out Bill Skarsgård. There. Awesome. There. Great characters. Love the, the, the anime back and forth, the team-ups, the mismatches, the, like, so much fucking shit. But I could not believe after the first action scene of this movie that they can keep going and hit that pace, and they just kept going. They, like, I feel like this movie just, for me, maintained a, like, this is why I go to theaters. This is such a movie that you need to see on as big a screen, as loud speakers as possible. So damn fucking cool. 100% okay. agreed. Okay. Yeah. Um, there was, yeah, there was a moment where Mike turned over, looked over to me. I think it was after the Osaka Continental fight, and he goes, that was 40 minutes straight. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, it was. Like, when he goes up into the armor room, I'm like, oh, this is, we're going to keep going. We're yeah. keep going. I will say, I slept like a baby <clears throat> last night. The, 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 there is something to be said for pacing in movies with action sequences, and I know they just threw all that. So they were like, we don't care. This is not, that's not what this is about. But there is a moment where you're like, I kind of want them to take – It's like, it's like the criticism of the, the Transformers. Remember that when the movie came and artists were going like, hey, there's no place for your eye to rest on this. There's no, it's, it's, it's just, just noise. hard to look yeah. at. It's just noise the entire time. It, it started dipping into that a little bit. But having said that, all the John Wicks do that. And that's kind of the point is like, how far can we push this? And like the staircase sequence is a perfect example. I'm like, oh God, I don't, I don't really want to watch him fight his way up the staircase. I want to just, I want the, the conclusion of this. But then when he tumbles down, I'm like, oh, that was just so it's worth it. So it's perfect, so fucking man. worth it. And now we got the build up back to him to him getting back up there. It was just it's 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 art 
in such a weird, superficial, but also incredibly deep way. What's yeah. the, what's the movie that uh, the World War Two movie that is being made by the same Sisu? Sisu, mm. that's what it was called. Um, so if you all watch the the trailers, I'm see- you may have seen this trailer in other movies you've gone to see, but there's uh, by from the studio that brought you John Wick, this movie called Sisu, and it's an old man who finds gold, and it's in the 1940s, and um, he ends up uh, getting kind of intercepted by Nazis. It turns out this man is a Nazi machine, like Nazi killing machine, right? He's just stabbing people, doing all this crazy sort of yeah. stuff. And I was, it, it, vengeance is golden. Here we go. And immediately, Tim, I was like, what if the John Wick studio just does like, what if they're just doing their Assassin's Creed, but for John Wick? And yeah, like, I think that's at what the, they're doing. <laughs> and at the end, like, this guy ends up meeting the high table, or he ends He's up like creating the high dad. table. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's and we just see start to see like different eras of like Love now it. it's like 1980s LA, and now it's like whatever the fuck. Like, there's yeah. all these different kind of eras that you could play with, but. Yeah, I, I I love the lore of this world. I love how fantastical everything is. It's set in New York, right? And then we see a lot of it in France, and that's yeah. where these movies take place. But, yeah. like, the idea that there's so many, like, we go to this dance sequence, right? And I'm just like, who are these people at this, da- at this big rave? What are, what are their days today? What, what are their day-to-days looking like? Like, what do they do when they're not here dancing you, you work? for hours? So what do you do? It's 2 o'clock in the morning until 6 o'clock in the morning. All they're doing is they, Yeah. They did remind me of NPCs in a Hitman game, which yeah. is hilarious because, like, all this stuff's happening, and you have to do that one. You have to trigger the one shot to actually get them to, <laughs> to scatter. Because there's a moment where someone's getting murdered in front of them, and the guy's like, yeah. Oh, no. I would say that this movie did it better than any of the other ones. Where, where like, the other ones, <laughs> nobody even pays attention to the fights. I feel like in this one, there's actually people like, oh, shit. Like, what the yeah. what the hell, you know? Um by the way, that dude, I don't know who that guy was. He looked like he was a guy in a suit that made him like heavy set, right? He was like oh, uh, with, was the gold awesome. teeth, with the gold teeth. Yeah, I, I don't know who this guy up. was. Another kind of character I wish was somebody that we knew of. I wish it was like an yeah, actor. They were, of I note. thought it was going to be a reveal where Same. it's like uh, Vinnie Jones or something like that. Like, you know, someone that we know that's like a, that's has done stuff like yeah. that. That's where it really started feeling like an X Men movie or like a comic book movie where he gets the guy with the gold teeth. Loved him. And he was just like this juggernaut of of a human being that couldn't be taken down, dude. De- Destiny fans will understand. This guy looks like somewhere where like you go to him to go pick up bounties because like just the way he's sitting down, Joe. Yeah. You have the lighting that he had behind him. It just looked like he looks like it's like Kingpin. Straight yeah, up. yeah. He was a video game mini boss. Like yeah. th- this movie was 100%. just so well video positioned to yeah. be that and like to like uh, deliver on that fun. Like that fight scene with him and how long he's just taking hits. He's getting stabbed left and right. Like all that stuff just kept adding up. Where every hit he takes, we're just like you could see the health bar. Going going down like, it's yeah. just so but he, cool. he even had his what do they call what's the phrase when the boss has like a second wind where like the oh, goes down oh, like another second back. phase yeah. Yeah. second phase he had a second phase where he comes back and like oh my god this guy's gonna be impossible to take down there was that sequence and then there was of course i think the standout sequence for the entire movie was the dragon's breath sequence oh my god where it's down. the call of Top duty down. shotgun i that that put me into a hypnotic straight trance. up where I was like, oh my God, I've never seen anything like this Mm-mm. on film before. I mean, people have done that top down before. You've seen it a little bit, but for that long and with that choreography, and it was mesmerizing. To it watch really that. was. The, the it, per- it goes for like 30, 45 seconds, 
and then it centers. We see some cool action. And then it goes, then it goes back, back, and you right. get even more. I'm just like, oh, y'all motherfuckers know what you had. Y'all and just was, invented some shit. That was some pretty special stuff. They're kind of like laying down the ingredients, right? Because we see the hints that, you know, um, Shocker, much like um, Ethan Hunt is always disavowed. John Wick is always being, uh, he's always being hunted after. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, no, but what's the the cool word? You know, like when they say excommunicado. He's always being hunted. He's always uh, being um, the, the, the bounty is constantly going up for him, right? And we see these dudes prepping the dragon's breath shotguns, and I I know Nick recognized that because that's from we know that from Call of Duty. Right. We know that fucking little twelve uh, year olds are just gonna destroy us with these stupid fire shotguns. They're gonna jump into <laughs> a room, hopping and just yeah. Um, but was so perfect for that moment because it's the only real way to visually show gun yeah, fire top down. because, like, of the the actual fire coming out of these shotgun shells. So, like, from the top down, it it's just straight up a video game. You're getting that hotline Miami. I Like, here's where the, the action's actually happening. The moment where the dog jumped over Keanu, oh, like, fuck, so man. Cool. It, it, like, it goes down as, like, what? Like, and I love that feeling of you're 10 seconds into the scene and then you go, oh, they're doing this. Like, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't sure, and, and here we are now, and you kind of don't realize it until you're in it. It is, oh, man, one of the best sequences I've ever seen in a movie theater. That, that sequence was really, really cool. Um, notably, the Arc du uh, Triomphe sequence, oh where, where he's just the driving people onto cars. cars. Dude. Was really, really cool. And then, yeah. I that mean, intercut, though, like, that yeah. scene was uh, so perfect to me because, like, they did license music, right? We have the playing on the radio. And we go through multiple songs as they're up in the bounty and as the cars just keep seemingly going faster and faster in the circle, causing more and more chaos for all them. The dog jumping on the different cars and shit. I was like... Yeah. This is so fucking rad. And what a, a couple cool weeks device. ago, yeah. we had uh, Shazam, and I was talking, or last week, I guess, and I was talking about uh, Holding Out for a Hero, which is like, this is the most overplayed fucking thing ever. Dude, like, what? Holding Out for a Hero? In every movie? Oh. In Shazam, how they ever, like. Oh, I don't know. I didn't watch Shazam. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well. There's a sequence yeah. where they fight to it. I it's mean, like, Joey, no, I know what the song is. I love Joey and I have both seen Footloose. Thank you. Okay. We like the, the, we understand what I it's overdone, and also you the don't deserve this. So that was kind yeah, of the that's issue. it. Yeah, it's, These kids, the young kids, don't understand. <sighs> I hate everybody. Uh, but on March 12th, you don't even know one of the best uses of it either. <laughs> I, I am aware. I am aware. Uh, but I tweeted, "There's something about the Rolling Stones painted black." Just randomly tweeted that because I was thinking about the song when that when shit did you fucking do that? March 12th. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, so 12 days ago. And then when this shit fucking hit, and it's this French version, and it is nasty, I was, like, just in heaven. This was, like, the dopest fucking licensed use of a, a song in a movie I've seen in such a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I wasn't on board with the first one when I was, when they played, I forget what it was, the, it's, like, the 60s song right before it. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this, because it's, like, for me, it breaks the immersion, because the way that they do the world building, it seems so kind of removed from, like, modern, or from, like, current our reality that when they bring in those like modern touches like that it kind of just breaks the illusion for me but then they play paint er, black and it's just like this is the i take back everything i just thought for the last it. yeah 45 I, seconds i loved all that i loved the fact that they're little like i love the little moments of lore in this and i, I wish we had gotten more because I, I love that world building but i loved the 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 women the rockabilly women in in the Eiffel Tower, yep. like that's where so their base cool. of operation is, and she's a DJ, and she's there. We just see like the close up of of, uh, of her mouth as she's talking into the mic and all that stuff. 
little touches like that are just so stylistic, so creative, fun and yeah. so creative. And that's really what the movie is about. I, I do, I do wish we had seen more of like it was cool to see in the Osaka Continental. I like being centered in that world. I like having that as a device for 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 the action to stop and for the characters to interact and get more lore. Um, and I did the, my only dis- kind of disappointment with the movie, and it's not really a disappointment because I'm sure they'll if they make another one, this is what it's going to be about. But I was expecting the high table. I was expecting to I literally wanted- see a table. With like ten to twelve people, twenty feet it. high. Yeah, you know. And I like, wanted a gauntlet of him going through. each I thought of those that's what it was going to be about too. I thought he was going to have to kill all twelve of them yeah. until he got to the end of it. But instead, we got Bill Skarsgård. Wait, he was who was great. And uh, before I forget, shout the fuck out to the costume designer in this movie. Oh, because everything that everyone wore, his little chain armor, all like that pocket stuff, chain. He's a little spark. He, he's always sparkling like a little angel, like a little vampire yeah. angel. Um, <laughs> all that stuff looked great. The 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 like samurai armor they wore in the oh. Osaka hotel was fucking sick. And then also just the fact that they've they've built up this concept that like everyone's shit is made of Kevlar, so like bullets really don't matter anymore Weird. until they matter. I thought it was it's such a fun device to play with. Yeah, like literally everyone's just running around it's like great. Just shooting each other. And it's at first you're like, oh, that's kind of that's interesting that John Wick has that superpower. But then you have to find a way, obviously, video game design to like even it out exactly. so we have bigger levels of challenge. And now everyone has it. Um, but I remember reading an article um, just on the costume front. Uh, I think it was like two or three weeks ago. Donnie Yen was t- was interviewed, and they said when they approached him, cool they wanted him to be, they wanted him to dress more like what you would think a stereotypical character like that was. Like, if you had made that character in the 90s, he would look a certain way, and he was like, I don't want to look that way. I want to look cool. I'll only do this movie if I look cool. And man, if I don't want turtlenecks now. Turtlenecks <laughs> and big, those the turtleneck blazer look with the big-ass glasses. I'm like, dude, he looks so cool. Well, hold on, though. Hold I'll on say now. it right now. I'll say it right now. Keep going, keep going, keep going. No, keep going, keep going. Donnie Yen. Stole the show. Oh, dude, I think I he was so far and away the best part of this whole movie. Watching him do action sequences <coughs> and and having to sort of like the choreography they had where he had to like tap on things and figure out where people were. And the, the creativity behind that was so fun to watch that I wish this movie was about him almost. No disrespect to Keanu. He was great in it. But obviously the producers knew what they had. They were like, what if we gave, what if we made Donnie in like kind of the focus of every scene that he's in? And it was I just blew me away. I love that character. I want more of that character. Is it a wig? I don't know. Wigging out with Scarpino. No, that What's that the wig he had before he like got done up and like got the haircut. <laughs> really bad. Look when he when he was like first being asked to come and and which by the way I love all the lore of that because naturally you're like how is this blind man so feared right yeah and you and then like. You don't have to really be explained it. You just know that Bill Skarsgård wants him, and that's why he's so feared. Yeah. You don't really need to see it. You suspend your disbelief. and uh, But, yeah, when he's in that initial talks and he's like, I'm not doing this, and he's like, no, you're doing this. Like He was like, I don't got it anymore. He's like, oh, fuck, yeah, you do. That's why I want you, yeah. you know? I know you got it. Uh, but that wig he was wearing, Joe, he had, like, you get to, like uh, it's always the worst thing when, like, the wig, like, kind of sticks out in the back, and you see, like, the hairs in the back kind of floating off the neck. The worst, Nick. I hate that shit. It was, there was, look, there was some stuff going on with the hair in this movie. Man, this okay. guy has totally some flip people, sides. John, some people he's been have, bought off. Some people have some hair pieces that might have been put in there. I'm not sure what's going on with Keanu Reeves' hair. Yeah, I it think doesn't it was move his real the hair, same way. But it doesn't move the same way. It doesn't move the same way. It felt like very rigid where it was like kind of just stuck and it didn't, I feel like before he would just like. It was, it was, head, it was you know? CG. 
We're just gonna say on this one, we're gonna we're gonna give it we're gonna give it a pass. Wow. Yeah. We're wow. Oh my a, god. Okay. This guy's oh. been bought off. This we're guy is this pass. is unbelievable. We enjoyed the movie so much, and stylistically, all the hair went along with the movie itself. This guy's been bought off. Can so I we're just, just gonna we're gonna give it a we're gonna we're gonna hand wave that one. Can I just say to him that, like, this is the year of the final act. Oh yeah. <laughs> like the final yeah. act of this movie, Avatar two. Mm-hmm. Like, goddamn. Like. Those alone could just be standalone movies. Um, I had just I had such a fun time with this. The, the I brought up Maverick earlier, but the there was something special in Top Gun Maverick that is unique to that movie, which is the, when Tom Cruise goes through and does the path by himself, right? Yeah. And Great. in Incredible. the theaters, there's like an elation that you feel and the people right. around you feel that like it's like a unique thing that it's like wow, that is such a special thing that movies can make you feel and like they fucking pulled it off. I feel like for the last like 45 minutes of this movie, they had that as well. Like the the stair scene, like I'm right there with you where it's like the setup for it as they're going up. It's like, I could just more, 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 more. But him falling down, I think everyone had this shared sense we of like, laughed and like, fucking oh shit, let, here we yeah. go again. Like, let's get back up there. And when Donnie Yen and the two of them he's are going like, up. So but that line beforehand where he's like, John, I'm going to need you to get those stairs in three minutes. Dude. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> it was great. Like, it, I just felt like that was one of those shared movie experiences that, like, everyone that watches this movie is going to, like, hit that point. And it, it all starts with the the Hotline Miami shot. Like, once that starts, you're like, y'all, ele- y'all elevated this. Like, the you, you've pushed through the ceiling of what action movies can be. And, and say what you will about, like, I know there's a lot of criticism that, Amer- uh, on social media that American audiences like are too loud in theaters and like we- all the cheering and stuff. I know a lot of people like aren't fans of that. And for the most part, there wasn't a whole lot of that in the theater, but more and more, it's like we as a collective in the theater became more and more okay with kind of being like, Oh shit. What the, like, I, I don't know if I've talked more during a movie, during action scenes that like you couldn't hear. Right. I wasn't like yelling or anything, but I am just constantly going like, oh my fucking god, oh shit! It's what hard the- not to like verbally react to a lot of what's happening, dude. The, like, and I think initially it starts off Tim with the fucking dude that gets shot in the leg with the arrow against the wall, and yeah. then gets shot in the head, and then his body hangs yeah. to the. Air. God damn, dude! This movie just brings it. I just want to watch it again immediately. Yeah. There's there's so many different moments. There's so many different things that he does, like <laughs> with choreography that go by so fast. And I'm like, oh, make a mental note of that, and then it's just gone because there's another cool thing yep. that happens. Even John Wick's fighting style, which I think they really did a great job this time of differentiating his style versus Donnie Yen's style, I think went really like suited his physical abilities because uh, Keanu was, you know, he's. Not moving as fast as he used to these days, but it's fun because I don't know what you're talking kind of, about. Well, I've never seen him move faster than this. <laughs> he did, I think he's better in this movie than he was in the prior movie because I think he actually was in better shape in this movie. You can see he was in much he's better, shape. way better shape yeah. than he was in John Wick Three. Um, but the problem is when you put him in the same sequence with Donnie Yen. This is no disrespect to Keanu. I love you, Keanu, but motherfucker, Donnie Yen moves fast. He moves so fast, you're like, what, what is he? Did he just do something like? Like even I do think they, I do was think like, they were speeding like up. Martial artist. I was like, yeah, well, he's yeah. kind of a martial artist. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I felt like a lot of the 
I think I noticed some Donnie N sequences like being sped up a little bit to kind of exaggerate oh, it. Damn, that was real, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they might have sped it up by like, they might have done a one or two percent of it. That was actually um, John, uh, Keanu falling off the four story window, falling onto a van. <laughs> but again, vans are really cushiony. Exactly. Yeah, that's there, what we more... learned from Dominic Toretto. Yeah, like you, if you're gonna fall on something, you want to fall on a van, and and Keanu knew that because there's more give to him. Mm -hmm. You have a lot more to kind of fall into. You know? Speaking of give. You can give us money on patreon.com slash kind of fun. You get the show ad free. But for everyone else, here's a word from our sponsors. Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. Try it free for 30 days is enough time to try and completely forget about a subscription or service. Before you know it, you're paying for a subscription that you don't use every single month. With Rocket Money, you can change that with a few quick taps. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Rocket Money helped me realize I had a few subscriptions that I just completely don't even need anymore. Uh, and now I'm saving that cash money, baby. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny that's rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny one more time rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny shout out to shady rays for sponsoring this episode do you want to look as cool as i look Yes, you do, and you can. You can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an unbeatable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn in my life. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Exclusively for you listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use the code KINDAFUNNY. You can get 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Promo code KINDAFUNNY at ShadyRays.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hit me with the plot. Here is the plot. His name is John Wick and, and he... No, hold on. I practice this so much. Then. Here is the plot for John Wick. He's thinking. He's thinking. He's back. There's the plot. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I also love that Andy practiced that for hours before we went live, and it sounded so good, and the instrument sounded so perfect, and then you go with that Every fucking weird ass, like, why did it sound that way? It was, supposed to, it was supposed to be like an electric guitar, like a clean guitar, but also like, 
I'm gonna blame Kevin a little bit with the volume. It's throwing me off. Kevin, yeah. I'm not trying to blame you. It's a volume you. thing. <laughs> it's a volume thing. We uh, just it out for like two minutes before we went live. Here's the plot. <laughs> gentlemen, John Wick Chapter 4. We start with just a svelte Keanu Reeves punching a board that has uh, rope wrapped around it just like Kickboxer. That's right, Andy. I know you were thinking about that. I was the, just thinking about the, that. Yeah. The 1990s How'd classic you know? Kickboxer was Jean-Claude Van Damme. And then, of course, Lawrence Fishburne coming in, just having a great time. Oh, Larry God. Fishburne coming in, just being like, we're ready for up. you. And then lights a fire or some cool shit like that. And John's like, yeah, it's time or whatever he said because he's cool. like are you ready he's like yeah yeah i loved this opening like it was just so like we're here y'all we're done we're ready to rock because <laughs> like we're ready honestly, to take our revenge you know go we, we watch freaking movies every goddamn week and it's like we do interview to lead into it and so a lot of time we do the rewatches catch up or whatever uh but the last couple it's like it's been a while since we've seen shazam Scream 6, there was like a little bit of uh Maybe. stuff where i was like what exactly happened in five i don't remember going in john wick all of it, it's like oh shit like, I, I know the broad stuff, but, like, the specifics and characters and action scenes of what's where, like, I don't fucking know. But I thought they did such a good job being like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Here's what you need to know. Let's go. He's healed from the last movie. That's all we need to know. He's been retraining. Got shot off a building. And now it's time to do the thing. Right. It's like, yeah, this is Lawrence Fisher walking in with the suit being like, suit the fuck up. John. Dope ass. The suit that, of course, we're saying. I think it's similar to the suit we have behind us right now, which is, like, the black on black on black suit, which is cool. Oh, yeah. You always know that he's going to. That's not the final suit. Usually the final suit is when he's got the white shirt, when he's ascending to heaven, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but he puts it on, and he's ready to rock and roll. From there, of course, we cut over to the concierge of uh, the uh, the New York Continental, the Manhattan Continental. Uh, he and his right-hand man, Sharon, are being uh, brought. Uh, actually, no, I'm sorry. I missed a spot. Uh, we cut from there to him immediately on horseback in Morocco. Just chasing down people Dude. in the suit, killing people. Seeing the trailer for this movie, it's like there was so it was an amazing trailer. Yeah, and there was so many different locations and like scenes and like like set pieces. And I was like, how the fuck are they going to fit the horses? And when the horses show up within the first thirty seconds of this movie, I was like, oh, why do I question anything? Why do you question they anything? Don't my, why do you question anything? My immediate thought though was like, we're seeing him chase these people, and he's on the horseback, and he busts out his gun, and I was like, how long have they been riding? For this just to be the first time that he busts yeah, like, out his pistol. Yeah, like, how did he just, like, there's nothing around them. Like, were they it's riding like for, like, 40 building. minutes, and then he's like, time to shoot him yeah, now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, it's just weird. Don't ask questions. Yeah. Uh, of course, he catches up with the elder who's watching this, and the elder is one of the only people who was above the high table, and he's like, killing me, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, I don't care. And he shoots him in the head, and it's cool. And you're like, oh, shit, oh, John doesn't shit. care anymore. He's just he's just killing everyone he possibly can get to. Uh, from there, of course, uh, we cut back over to I think they're in New York, where uh, the Marquis, the new Marquis played by Bill Skarsgård, has brought uh, uh, the concierge uh, and Sharon in front of him and said, Who's "Listen, the guy with the beard, what's his name? I don't know. He's been a, he's been a thug, Clancy in Brown. Stuff. Oh, you mean? Uh, I'm sorry, the guy with the hat. Yeah, yeah, that's Clancy Brown." Clancy Brown, uh, you know him probably been notably, stuff, but I knew him a, from Detroit Become Human. <laughs> he's a really big voice actor. He did Lex Luthor in the animated series for for Superman, know. and he's been in a ton of movies. Not the least of which was he was the the Kragen in Highlander. That's who I know him from. He's just one of those guys, Joey, that's like always has work because he's just always doing. You something. could just tell he's just a pro, man. He's like the. I mean, this is no disrespect, but he's like the. Better, Mr. Krabs. oh, Mr. Talented. Krabs. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's like the better, more talented Ron Perlman. So whenever mm -hmm. you need a Ron Perlman light mm -hmm. character, that's got a cooler but voice. He's just got a great good. voice. 
Uh, he's in Shawshank Redemption. He's the he's the guard. That's right. Oh uh, yeah, the guard. The bad the bad guard. Yeah. He was uh, awesome, and I guy. yeah I know we like shot them out earlier, but I think like I think Bill Skarsgård was kind of what this franchise needed because I don't think I've like loved all the other villains necessarily. Um, I think the villain in part one I was a real <laughs> big fan of just because of the the comic elements, uh, the, the comedic elements. part one? In part one, it, it being like, my fucking nephew, like, what are you doing? Like, oh, the rest with of a guys, fucking yeah, pencil, right. you know? Yeah. Like, with fucking I feel like he's the one who has stood out the most, and the rest of them have just kind of been like, eh, to me. Uh, except for Common, obviously. Common, uh, phenomenal. Common was phenomenal. And, that, and that's what I mean when I talk about the Mr. Nobody character. <laughs> I wish it was a Common-type character well, that we see of like, oh my God, you're in this movie? But... I loved Bill Skarsgård in this movie. I think he, yes. I think he played it perfectly. I think the performance was awesome. He was kind of like, like just the perfect villain. And I think you could tell that like, he brought a lot to this character. Brought a really great energy to it. Um, uh, agreed. So of course they're all they're brought together, and he's just playing this this great marquee character. And he's like, listen, you're supposed to kill John Wick. And he's like, well, I shot him. He's like, yeah, but you didn't really kill him. And I know what's really going on. So as your penance. Uh, for that, you are you are excommunicated or you're deconsecrated. We're deconsecrating great the continental, yeah. and we're blowing it up. And they watch the as it's blowing up. Language of this world is so, so great. cool. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, he's like, "You should be the one dying." But in order to prove a point, he kills uh, Lance Reddick, which of course was extra poignant for all of us out there who are Lance Reddick fans because Lance Reddick unfortunately just passed away. Uh, and this movie was dedicated to him, which I thought was really nice as well. Very weird seeing him so die weird, on screen yeah. when Dude, he had just passed away. Yeah. Let me just, um, let, yeah, what can like you do about that, you know. I know, obviously, the timing just very, very odd, and like we know that there weren't reshoots. Like that's way you can't just put that together that yeah. quickly. But it felt like they knew already. Like that final sequence, and he's like, "I'm gonna put friend on well, his tombstone." Like yeah. that's what he was like, and I was like, "God damn!" Like this could not have been a reshoot. Yeah, and I know this Weird. is still playing a bigger, uh, is serving a purpose of the story because mm -hmm. that's. We see at the end of it, but it just felt like really, I don't know, it just felt like like they knew kind of. I don't know. Two on the nose. Yeah, it was very, very odd. Um, and super sad. Like, yeah, god sad. damn, what a loss. You and, know? and what a loss for the movie as well because the Lance Reddick character, specifically in the last one. The last one was the one where they, they hole up in the Continental, right? That was, was that, two. Was that two? two? Okay, that that's sequence where he, where they, the wa they keep series. walking back into the vault and like getting bigger guns. Yeah. Before. I love that sequence mm -hmm. when, when so he and, when, when he and uh, Lance Reddick go go ham on the guys. Um, anyway, that was very sad, and he's of course been left to himself. Um, from there, uh, let's see. I love the, also the big giant like super ornate. Uh, I don't. Hourglass. I want to call it a time turner, and that's the wrong thing. <laughs> Hourglass. Yeah. When it comes when you see him holding the like big ass like briefcase looking thing it's like what's what in there? there you assume it's like a gun or something no it's just this unnecessarily ornate freaking hourglass yeah. loved that for a second um so he turns the hourglass right and he was like this is how much time you have it's an hour obviously it's an hourglass and then we cut to the other building and the hourglass is there i thought did they just turn over a second hourglass <laughs> at the exact same time to time it perfectly? <laughs> and then I was like, maybe he just took the hourglass from before I, I and put it there. I have a feeling that they did. I, that was my thought, but yeah. I, I could be wrong. Oh, Flair in the YouTube chat says the hole up in the vault was John Wick 3. Damn, I thought that was part two. Yeah, I thought that was, yeah, thought that was the last one, too, because that's when the, it ends in the top and he has to shoot him or whatever it is. Mm, but I could, be wrong. Oh. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Because John Wick 3 was also the one with the, the incredible dog. Got to rewatch right. them all. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was going to watch Parabellum. 
before this, but I was like, it's gonna be too much. Man. It's too much. Yeah. Yeah. Remember how we saw this, like, like John? We saw Parabellum, you and I in theaters before we yeah. did the review. I was like, and there was just a dude yelling next to us the whole yeah. time. He was just <laughs> laughing at everything. He brought so much stuff into the movie theater. He brought so much stuff into the movie theater. It was a lot. Um, from there, of course, uh, the Marquis goes over to Paris where he enlists Kane, uh, who is uh, just. Is a great character. I uh, want to also shout out. I didn't notice this, but uh, D did. She was like, "Do you notice that he wears the exact same style of glasses in every scene, but they're different glasses? Sick. Some they're black, some they're gold, some they're silver. It's just every time he just coordinates the exact same glass. You know, his ensemble. That is a true sportsman. You know what I thought Nick was going to say right there, and you know what I noticed. The wig not looking great. <laughs> I thought he was going to completely well, okay, backstab so here, me so there. Here's where we, so here's <laughs> I don't know that it's a wig, per se. I think that there it was looking close. I think it's it could. It? Well, know. here's the thing. I, I need to take another look. I don't want to misspeak. I don't want to put out misinformation out there. I think there was some hair plug situations happening in this movie. And as a person who's anti-wig, we're not sure what our stance is on hair plugs because we might need no. to get them in about two to three years. No, they gave him a wig, Nick, to kind of make him look more disheveled so that when the transformation happens, with the pom- now he looks classic super clean thing. cut. Yeah, it's, of course. Joey, it's a taking out the glasses. Of course. Thing. He's all that, Prince yeah. of Paris. Um, but, uh, but I will say, I, I, I'm kind of with Kevin on this because we talked about it a bit on the drive home. I wish that, <clears throat> that Donnie Yen's character was Utilized a bit more and more consistently throughout because we saw those cool moments in these initial fights where he sets down the little doorbell kind of tracker oh, stuff. so cool. During the fight, he's setting down these little devices. You're like, what are these things? So whenever a bad guy pops in front of him, ding, ding, that's where he knows, right? And that was the only real instance of him using a gadget. And I wish we had more of that throughout. I wish he had more little things to kind of help him out in the fight because I thought... That, this is what they're setting up here. Well, it's, I, it, it's possible they did do that and just didn't include it in the movie because we know that the first cut of this movie was three hours and 48 minutes or something like that. Yeah. Um, so it's possible they cut a lot of stuff, but I kind of it's wish that up. that stuff was more consistent throughout. Yeah, I, I really enjoy that as well. Um, of course, he we're not quite there yet. We, go, we cut over. He's been recruited. We cut over to the Osaka Continental. And I'm sure... I, I, I'm sure there was a Paris Continental that we talked about, but I totally forgot about that in the other movies because I know there's more Continentals and that's like yeah. the thing. Well, because that's what uh, Holly yeah, or Halle Berry was. She, that's right, the Morocco Continental. So I love that <clears throat> any Continental hotel in this world is like consecrated ground. You yeah. can't fuck around slide even behind the table. Slide the coin over. Clen- slide the coin, all that stuff. Uh, we meet Mr. Nobody and it's a disappointing name. Because it's almost as if Chad Stahelski has not watched the Fast and of Furious course. franchise, uh, and I every think we're time adding the Mister though, I don't think he recalls himself Mister Nobody. Well, he calls him Nobody. He's yeah. like I'm Nobody, and I think at one point somebody calls him. Okay, yeah, whatever. Winston, yeah, Winston, Winston calls him Mister Nobody, nobody. Yeah. or some someone calls him Mister Nobody. Maybe I just made that up. In my no, 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 no. You didn't. Yeah, because there's they they go, who are you? And he just keeps saying I'm Nobody. Like, right. and I don't think he was saying that. To like, hey, call me this, you know. So they eventually, once they saw that he kind of had the right stuff, they're like, okay, Mister Nobody, right? Fucking blah blah blah. It's a know? it's a little bit of a pretentious thing, which I'm glad that Bill Skarsgård calls him out for. He was like, oh, you're nobody, he was, and he has that line where he's like psychoanalyzing him, where he's like, you think it's because you're, it's a lack of ego, but it's actually your ego coming out and like and rearing its ugly head that you don't want to be known or whoever it is. Anyway, interesting moment. My love this guy, love his outfit, love his dog. I would say I don't love the outfit only because I think a name 
like Mr. Nobody, I think you need to be dressed like a goddamn. Yeah, why you like? I I think you need to be dressed it. in such a cool kind of like superhero agent way of like I'm mysterious. Like, well, they, he he looked a little too normal to be called Mr. Nobody. You I know, like it was I just a dude. Well, cool I, I was just like, yeah. I mean, it's, I think like uh, again on Wick on IMDb it says his name is Tracker in the movie. He, well, they called I think him if tracker. they just called him Tracker the whole time, that'd be a lot cooler. But like, when I hear Mr. Nobody, I'm expecting like a boss type looking dude who like is super mysterious and maybe he wears like the little Morpheus glasses, the little circle glasses. You know what I mean from Matrix? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. My my thing is if you're gonna call you call him Mr. Nobody, my dumb brain goes, well, when is Kurt Russell showing up. Yeah. Is he going to be in this movie? Obviously not. The crossover Um, begins here. I love the lore building that he's a tracker. So he's not necessarily an assassin. He's a tracker. Cool people down. Super cool. Love that he looked, he had the Wild West style like revolver and like the 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 single single shot rifle. Love all that. Love that they sort of dressed him as like a hipster Wild West like tracker guy. Thought for a second because we saw some people in Paris look like him. The guys on the stairs, the first three guys we see had like had that like quick draw mm. kind of style. I was like, oh, maybe he comes from that assassination clan. Sick. Um, but they didn't. They didn't really follow up on that. I was like, I want to know more about that. That's. I just want to know more about where this guy comes from. Um, well, Kevin assumes like he's related to Halle Berry because of the dog stuff. There is the dog stuff I, like that. I feel like there's a. I feel like there's a clan of like dog uh, people <laughs> that like that are like this dog, is their main. Hunters. You know, they, <laughs> this is their main sort of method of. Kind of like combat, right? I thought that in the beginning, but by the end, it seems like there was no connection to that. Because, like, he also has a notebook where he's got all these weird sketches, including uh, a list of like money. And when John Wick's bounty hits 18 million, he crosses it out, and there's several bounties above that. So I was like, oh, maybe Halle Berry, because in the last, like, she was her her hotel was also like. Like deconsecrated. Deconsecrated, yeah. Well, I think he was just keeping so, track. And it, yeah. But he like he had them written out already. Like I'd love to rewatch and see if those are the numbers that are actually the increments that it goes up. Because mm. like maybe he's psychic and that's how he's tracking. I don't know. I was just trying to <laughs> I don't know. I didn't get that. To me my, my there's, explanation there's, sorry, one, let me let me finish that psychic thing, because there is a moment where he's drawn a cross and that's the the Belarusian uh, church that John Wick goes to when he walks in it pans and the cross is right above him and it's not like that he was watching him you know um, my thing with the money thing I just think that that was him saying like I'm not I'm gonna get involved I can't in this be happy until it hits, until these, it hits these m- yeah. amounts of money you know yeah. it's th- this character I'll be honest with you guys I, I didn't love I found it kind of confusing as to what his motivations were I, what he said it's just you and me now and he saved his life and I'm like why wouldn't you kill him right there's a bunch of stuff you going wanted on the here, most which, amount of money. I think that was his only motivation. Fair, but I, th- I'm disappointed by that because I thought, oh, this guy's got a backstory. Like something's going on. He's going to help John. He's got. He's playing both sides or whatever. And he just kind of made some choices later that you're like, that wasn't the smartest choice for your character. Namely, like trying to like not knowing that Bill Skarsgård was gonna was gonna double cross you. I was like, ah, you, you're in this game. You know who this guy is. Like you're to, putting yourself in this situation. To me, the motivation was kill anybody that's trying to kill him because I'm trying to get this money the highest it can go. I need Bill Skarsgård to see that John Wick is mowing through fucking everybody. Like, uh, you expect John Wick to mow through everybody. And sure, the number might be 25, 
you gave me 25 and that's fine. I'm going to wait to keep pushing this number and I'm going to wait until he keeps on mowing through your people to be like, well, now it's fucking 40. And both cars are like, fine, do the fucking... Like, that was a great moment of him just like calling through and like, I think he has that targeted number of 100 million because that's like as yeah, high as it yeah. went on the list. But it's interesting and like, the more that Bill Skarsgård, I think I liked Bill Skarsgård's character at the beginning of this movie. I didn't love him by the end of the movie. I think that there's a couple things they did where I'm like, I wish they'd backed it off a little bit. Namely, like, is $18 million really that much money to this this council of world leaders that runs everything? Like, you would think they have billions of dollars at their disposal. What the hell does he care? A. B. They make a big deal out of the rules of this world. Clancy Brown's like, I'm the guy that tells you guys the rules. And it seems like the marquee would have to also follow those rules. And he does it. He just keeps going back on these deals with people and being like, well, I made this deal with you. And now you have to kill this other person. I'm never letting you go. And it's like, what is... It's a dirty game, Nick. It's a weird game. <laughs> but, like, but like, they made such a big deal of like, even though, like, in the first few movies, like, when you walk into the Continental, like... Nobody fucks around in here. That is the thing. And it just feels like he was playing a little bit. They need to have like a little team meeting. Ah, it's <laughs> like, yeah, everyone get the, get the C-suite together. Like, Everybody well, get on Microsoft we Teams. We're talking this yeah, out. Exactly. Anyway, we Did go they, over. Don't they talk about that where they like, the high tables like let him off the leash and kind of let him do whatever? I suppose so. Um, I think Ian McShane says something. But, like but I mean, whatever. Play fast and loose with some of this stuff. But but I just like, the, me, my brain goes, I want to know what the rules are. I, lo I love that lore building aspect of that. Anyway, uh, we cut over to the Osaka Continental. And man, this fucking place is cool. Oh Everything God. they film is cool. Anytime you film a draw anything in Tokyo, fucking cool. Yeah. Um, Reminds me of the, the beginning levels of cyberpunk. Like the hotel thing. Uh, oh, yeah. So sick. Uh, we meet Arasaka. up. Yeah. Uh, with uh, the the concierge or the leader of uh, the Continental uh, Hotel who has been in tons of stuff. His name is Hiroki Sanada, and he's playing a character named uh, Shimazu and his daughter Akira. He was Scorpion in uh, Mortal Kombat. That's right. Scorpion Mortal Kombat. Uh, I think he was in Inception, right? Wasn't he the guy that they were? No, no, that's Ken Watanabe. Um, he was in uh, Last Samurai, I think. He was in one of those movies. God damn it. I think I know he may have been in Westworld season two. This guy's badass. That's anyway, uh, he and his daughter run this and they have a really cute back and the forth. Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine, that's what I was thinking. Shit. He was, yeah, he was the. Oh, right. and Bullet Train. That's what he was. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's right. Also 47 Ronin. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Was he Not in Last Samurai? Last Samurai, last yeah. Samurai Tom Cruise, Which 47 is... Ronin, <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> we had this conversation on Games Daily yesterday. Dang it, my bad. And also like a massive career in in Japan. Like I'm like, he He's was in, awesome. he was in Ring 2. In 1999. You know? <laughs> Speed racer. Yeah, yeah. He was the dad in Bullet Train. That was yeah. that ends it out with them. He's, He's the awesome. fucking best. Like when you see him pop I, in, like it's one thing for him to pop in a movie, but him and Donnie Yen, it's like, God damn, they're like they are doing some shit right know. here. I, um and also Donnie Yen playing two blind people in Red One I, I and thought here. that was an interesting <laughs> move. Like, I, it got to the point where I was like, is Donnie Yen blind? <laughs> <laughs> like, do is this He's something not. I don't know about him? Wait, what else was he blind in? Rogue One. Rogue yeah. One. Oh yeah. I'm one with the force of force. I mean, there it is, right there. Uh anyway, she's quick, I was gonna say I didn't like this character. I didn't like his like commitment to not, not even saving Keanu Reeves or, or John Wick, but like just supporting him. I like that he's supporting his friend, but I think he was it was like way too far for like how much help it it gave John Wick. You know, well, it was all for naught for sure. But I like yeah. I think the whole point of this character was to introduce the idea in this world that there's more to debt than just what the high table tells you. And he has that moment with his daughter where she's like, "What we're risking is is the juice is not worth the squeeze on this." And he was like, yes, but he's my friend. 
and loyalty goes deeper sure. than than anything else. And of course, he did nothing, and everyone got killed, and his yeah. daughter almost died. Um, but also, moments after he has that conversation with his daughter, he then dies for like like even though Donnie Yang had like been like, all right, cool, I've beaten you in this fight. Please stop coming after me. I'm gonna leave now. And then he comes after again, dies, and then his daughter makes the intelligent decision of not coming after him at that moment. Mm-hmm. You no, know? but I think the line that's most important in that moment is, all right, I have you beat, Donnie, or I have you beat, uh, I'm Donnie Ann, I have you beat. <laughs> um, go protect your daughter. And he goes, I am. Because he knows that this isn't going to be the end of this. Yeah. Right. He knows that his daughter is still in danger. But she's still in danger at the end of the movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the you don't think that people are still hunting her after that? Well, I think, I think well, he thinks danger. he thinks he might be able to finish the job against Donnie Yen in that moment still. Like, it, I mean, he was he, def- like, the man didn't even have a, like, his sword was down, you know? And Donnie Yen did that, like, fast, fast strike. Well, fast strike I, I mean, let's go tell him in that moment, Kevin. I don't know what you want me to do, bro. <laughs> like, I don't know what you want me to do. That's what I'm saying. I, I think it's weak character, like, writing in that. I think it's interesting because I, I I think the purpose of the character was to to show the relationship between these three guys and how they had they had history together and that one it's the difference between the two of them right one of the guys was like I'm gonna stand up for my friend and the other guy's like well I have they're gonna kill my daughter if I don't it puts them at it, it's two good people just that I like at odds with each other because of the circumstances and I always enjoy that I'll admit though if you look back from just a purely an, like analytical standpoint juice not worth the squeeze on that one John get out of here. Just go, run away. I don't know where he is. Done. Get to keep my cool hotel. Uh, but then we cool wouldn't be, hotel. Then we wouldn't be setting up. New lighting. <laughs> yeah. Um, we of course wouldn't be setting up uh, whatever the next thing is going to come with with her and Dottie and all that stuff. We had that nice little revenge because he has that moment too where he leaves. He goes, "Hey, when you're ready, like I'll be waiting for you." Yeah. Which is a line they stole from Kill Bill. But whatever. I digress. That was um, good. So good in Kill Bill. Really good she in Kill Bill too. Kid. And to Andy's point, like. I'd love to go to this hotel, but I don't know that I can take all that direct lighting right in my eyeballs. Love it. There's just eyes. There's just lights everywhere That's in this great. room. Every fucking where. Uh, we got to talk about this is the first big action sequence of the movie, of course. Uh, this is when everyone starts popping off. We get the hotel fight in the lobby. We get the archers. We get the, all the stuff. Then we're like, oh, we're done. No, we're going to go up to John Wick, and we're going to have the daughter fight with him. And this is when John really starts popping off. Does an MRI roll. Does a bunch of cool shit. And again, this is where I'm like, oh, I really I like his fighting style. He does this thing where he like grabs a guy by the collar and by a sleeve and then puts his knee on the guy's knee and then rolls him. And I'm like, that is some, what I love most about it is we've set up that John is like a Sambo guy and Sambo is like Russian judo. So he's always rolling people and throwing people and shit. We saw that in the last movie when he goes to, uh, to his people and it's, I think it's Angelica Houston runs that clan and they walk through that one room and it's two Sambo guys like throwing each other in a bunch of class. Like that's John's background. And so they have him do that, that particular form of fighting. And then of course, her fighting is more like her karatas and all that shit, and she does all this cool stuff. So that was cool. This whole sequence is great. And we're like, God. I, I really liked Rina Sawayama. Like, I don't have like any real context for her. Roger is telling me that she's like a huge like. Apparently, she's a big Japanese star. singer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like huge pop star, and so it was like kind of a random casting. But and this is her first acting role. She was dope. Like, I I thought she was yeah. great. Like, yeah. I loved her the outfit reveal. Later. Oh, I was like, yeah. dude, fucking sick as shit. So dope. Um, I would just love <laughs> these John Wick movies. Baseline, Bechtel test. <laughs> Two women talk to each other literally about anything. That would be cool. Just one thing. Yeah. Fair. Um, I will. 
we're like we finish and i'm like oh thank god this action sequence is great that was perfect uh pacing they're like fuck you no what are you crazy finish. John Wick movie. we're just starting dude get the goddamn <laughs> nunchucks yeah. going get the nunchucks because i don't know if you all saw this on social media like it was going pretty viral on tiktok and instagram reels and stuff like that but it was john wick uh practicing the, nun- the nunchuck fights in a kind of just training room and it's just like from a cell phone camera you know and it, doing the choreography and do doing getting punched and 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 like by the end of it he like he just looks so exhausted and everybody in the room is like let's go make a fucking movie man like oh it's just so sick dude dude the nunchuck sequence was so rad because it's you know when you we used to watch like Bruce Lee do the nunchucks you're like oh that looks so graceful and shit and then you try it and you would just end up hitting some either your friend in the head you or someone your else elbow, in the head. Yeah. And you're like, I don't understand how you use these without fucking destroying your own face. And then John Wick picks them up and all he basically does is just hit people in the head with them. Dude, like, it was Oh, that's how you use them. Yeah. Okay. It was great seeing him like like do exactly I had all the same <laughs> thoughts you just had. But him just fucking whacking these motherfuckers and then throwing it throwing around his, his neck. neck. Yeah. yeah. Doing some shit real quick and then pulling it off. It was just like so seamless and just so like fun. like there's just a flow to it all. It was beautiful. And like anytime you think it's done. You hear another gunshot, and it's back to covering himself with his jacket, and here we go for another thing. Like, um, it is just so relentless. Yeah. <laughs> it and just then keeps on going. This is where we also get the sequence downstairs where Kane, Kane's just eating a bowl. <laughs> He's just eating food. And the guy's like, are you going to fucking do it? He's like, ah, fine. Puts that. He starts popping off, and you're like, oh, shit. He's awesome. He makes his way upstairs, and uh, Kane and Keanu or, and John Wick f- uh, face off against each other for the first time. Just a great sequence. Again, Donnie Yen stealing the show every single time. He's like, you still alive, John? And he's like, trying not to make any noise. And then Russell's one little piece of glass. And it's like, fuck. And they have to go. They have to pop off against each other again. Um, I was telling uh, them earlier, Tim, when you walked to go to the restroom real quick. But like, I wish that Donnie Yen had more gadgetry stuff. That mm. like, I wish I thought they were going to explore that throughout the whole movie. And there was going to be all these sorts of little sound cue things and stuff to help him out with his hearing. Um, but I assume that maybe a lot of that stuff got cut because the movie was close to four hours in the initial. That, that is a good point, though. And like that was sick as shit. Him throwing the doorbell things, yeah. Because <laughs> like, oh. it was like, what are these? Are these bombs? Like, yeah. what the heck is it? And then doorbells, love it. Um, all that pops off, and by the end of it, we wind up outside where the tracker saves John and is like, "We're in this together now, John." Also, can we talk about the part with Rena when she's they're going up the stairs and she's just like digging oh knives into that dude? Like, also, I mean, again. All that was. So can we talk about? But the she's fact climbing that the, a mountain like ice picks. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <sighs> can we talk about the fucking the suit combat boot situation that these the high table guys have that looks so dope? It was so black gloves, cool. black shiny combat boots, and just like a badass suit. I'm like, these the guys are pins. the little pins. Just fun. And again, so many video game like inspired reference shit uh, here but like w- later we talk about like the mini boss but this was kind of even just like not even a mini boss just like the bigger grunt yeah, guys the bigger guys and yeah. like taking Level them down guys. just the amount of hits that they needed and, like getting stabbed yeah. up the stairs i was like this is just fucking so streets of rage like yeah, it's cool as waves hell. and waves and yeah waves. great great moment with shimatsu being like hey john do me a favor kill as many of them as you can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> um so, of course, John returns back to New York for a hot second where Winston is like, hey, uh, there's only one way out of this. And John's like, what is it? And he's like, you got to challenge the marquee to, to a duel. And it's like, okay. Did, Fuck yeah. Out of, I was like, okay. Um, could I have done that? 
two movies ago. Is that something that we could have remembered? <laughs> but in real time, Brown that's like you? four well, days. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> it happens so fast. So, There's levels. You have to go through the first adjudicator, right? And then you get to the marquee. We got a lot know? of things going on. Yeah. We've got, uh, yeah, we've got, uh, yeah, all that stuff. Um, uh, so he's like, well, he's like, but I don't have a house anymore. I've been, my ticket has been torn. And he goes, well, you have to have your ticket mended and get back into your house. And the only way to do that is go to uh, Germany. I think they Lines go to Berlin. The war. Um, mm -hmm. And so he has to go off to that to request the, to request to be back put back in the family. And his family's like, look. You've caused us a lot of problems, and you're no longer part of this. And Uncle Piodor, or whatever his name, he's dead. They killed Piodor. Uh, and so I'm mad at you right now. So they, they string him up, and he's like, well, what can I do to get back in your good graces? And they're like, you got to kill the guy with the gold teeth. He's the one that killed Uncle Pio Pio, and, uh, and we don't like him anymore. So if you kill him, then that's then you're back in the house, and we'll burn a tattoo onto your arm. And it's like, oh, can I just get the tattoo? And like, no, we have to fucking burn it onto your arm. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Oh, um, and they they poured a little whiskey on it afterwards. A little oh. vodka, yeah, yeah a little vodka. Cool. Um, so he off he goes over there, and man, I'm thinking this is gonna be a big reveal. And it's I thought it was gonna be Colin Farrell in the penguin outfit. Yeah, you know I mean, hundred percent. I was like, it's Colin Farrell. They got him back for this. This one didn't bother me that it wasn't a known guy. I initially thought it was the Hound. Oh, okay. I, I initially thought it was like the guy who plays the Hound uh, uh, from, Game, from of Game of Thrones, and also uh, uh, Yarp in uh, Hot Fuzz. In Hot Fuzz, yeah, yeah. I thought it was that actor in a like in a big costume, and it just mm. it just wasn't above me. Is up. this guy like not? Isn't he like a big stunt guy though? Uh, yeah, yeah. Some people in the chat mentioned that he's uh, they mentioned his name. I googled him, and it looks like Scott he's like Atkins? like a an act oh, martial Scott arts. Atkins. Expert. Why do I know that name? That's that's like a. Uh, yeah, he he's was, uh, he was one of the henchmen in. Uh, I feel like he's the lead stunt coordinator for the series. Doctor I, Strange. My my only issue with it, Tim, is like I expect this dude, great head of hair, by the way. I expect a character like this to have like a ponytail, <laughs> like just something you know, like interesting. I just felt like this is a very normal kind of haircut, and I feel like a man of your kind of grandiose nature, you sit in basically a boss room. You've got this cool lighting setup behind you. It straight up is like an a, Game of a, Thrones lights. Yeah, like it's it's. Andy, he was. Perfect. You're very very extra with everything you do. And I wish you had a little ponytail or something, just like a weird a weird <laughs> a weird like a, a, a haircut that you don't normally enough. see. Uh, this dude to me is everything I could want from these type of movies, and like I I'm obsessed with him. Like I'm obsessed with Han in Fast and Furious, where I'm just like this is this is my guy. This I love how they introduced him. I love how long it took to take him down. I wish he wasn't dead. This maybe he's not. Maybe he's no, not. No, no maybe the he's brutality not. in his death was insane. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a great For now. Hey, there might be psychics. There might be time travelers. We don't know yet. His <laughs> neck snapped, and then John Wick punches his dead corpse like three or four times in the face as hard as he can so that he can loosen a tooth it's, to take. He's the it's a very cool fetch quest right here. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Go get the tooth from the guy. This is like a Monster <laughs> Hunter quest. <laughs> Monster um, Hunter quest. You have to take off the big claw from the, the terror dino, you know? Uh, of course, I think this guy's name is Killa? I don't know if we. I don't know if it's ever yeah, said. That, that's his name. Is Killa. that his name? Okay, cool. Yeah, so they, that's what they it's saying say here. when they're like Pietro Kill, uh, or Killa... But it sounded like the sentence. Yeah, it was. It was anyway. Um, so this is a great scene. They play poker. They do that whole thing, and and he's like, "I've got." I'm like, "Oh, nothing can beat a royal flush. Like that's the best guy." And he's like, "I'm confident." And he puts down five twos. And then of course, Donnie Yen's like, "Did he just fucking put down five of a kind?" I love it. It's a like comedic relief we get from Donnie Yen in this. It's movie. so good. Like, but yeah, it makes a lot of laughs in this movie, and like deserved laughs. You know, I feel like there's right. a couple moments where we're laughing. Like, okay, he just fell out the building. Are we really doing the Black Widow dumb shit? Uh, but otherwise, I thought it was like 
very funny setups with like payoffs that didn't necessarily need to be like a quippy joke. It's just right. more like the choreography was entertaining that and it made me laugh. Um, love love the line here though where he's like, and this goes back. This kind of speaks to the Bill Skarsgård thing where he's like, "You guys are all playing by the rules and we're not." Right, because I'm, I'm I'm cheating. You guys were dead when you walked in here. You're like, this is, none of this matters because we're just gonna try to kill you no matter what. Um, and then this sequence just pops the fuck off, and it's awesome. It ends with, I mean, listen, Andy, we like to do Molly, right? We should just tell everyone now. We every weekend, me and Andy yeah. are out there just fucking up our home run system, just sure doing, do. just doing the woo, and we're dancing. Nick Nick and I have been at many clubs uh, with water being poured on us. So much water. So much Molly. And we've seen so many assassinations. So many assassinations. Yeah. And the one thing you don't do, Andy, Mm -hmm. is you never stop dancing. dancing. You never stop dancing. These people are watching two human beings beat each other to a fucking pulp. And at one point, there's one guy who's just like, uh, yeah, uh, 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 uh. it's one of those like, that you. What need are you doing? To, run! It's like one of those you need to watch the extras in. They're yeah. pretty bad in this scene. There's but a I, couple of dancers, like especially when they're running through and he shoots him in the butt for the first time. Nobody reacts at all. And you have to imagine in the world, music's loud. The music's so fucking loud you can't hear the shot. But there's just when they run it's out of so the first thing, there's only three people dancing, and it's like they're not perturbed at all. By the fact that these two men are hunting each other down. It's so it's funny how, how mad he was about being shot in the butt. And then he gets an axe to the butt. Yeah. The oh, and Also, was, oh. in the first uh, action sequence, I had my leg crossed. And I was shaking my leg because I just kind of do that. And the guy, two seats away from me, by the way. Not right next to me. Two seats away. He goes, can you, can you stop? Are you shaking your leg? And I was no. like... And He's shaking his leg. I know, but I'm asking why. Why you guys? Shaking it's just like a nervous, like I don't know, like okay. I just I, I'm sitting down like this, right? I'm reclined, and I'm like, kind of wag my mm. my my what the hell? <laughs> wag my, my foot a little, you know. And it's just something that I've always done. Sometimes I just kind of like move for whatever reason. And this guy was like, it was really loud at this action sequence, and he was he kind of like waved me down. He's like, hey, can you like? He's like trying to be nice about it, but I was like, I don't okay. I okay. And so I put my foot down and I kept on fucking moving it. Like I was, just, I was like, "Fuck you, dude! I'm not like touching your leg. Like you're two seats away from me. You're not uh, fuck that guy." While what a we're POS. talking about for me, Tim. what a POS. While we're talking about movie theater gripes, I w- went and saw it without you guys yesterday because I had stuff to do. Uh, I went, sat, picked my seat earlier this week. Perfect seat. A whole fucking group of people come in and sit like right next to me. I'm like. Do we not do the seat buffer anymore? You didn't take up the whole rest of the row. I don't understand why you had to choose to sit in the seat next to me. Rows in front of me, empty. Row behind me, a lot of really rowdy people that were very excited about the PlayStation commercial that played before the movie. (laughs) Dorks. But I'm just like, is there no... Nerds and dorks. We have no courtesy anymore. These are are perfectly apt and, and warranted gripes. Also... Coke remix machines, enough of them. Like, I'm just so tired of them, Tim. No. The, it's like one I of them. Because here's what I do I, I fucking, I, I fill up like 60% Coke Zero and the rest of it normal Coke, but this one doesn't have any of which. And then this one has Coke Zero, but it doesn't have normal Coke. The other one doesn't have Coke Zero, but it does have Coke. And also, if you're in the right lane, can you just like not get in the, like when you're driving, Tim, and it's like you could turn on the right lane? <laughs> if you're on the far right, get on the left if you're not turning right. Move to the fucking left, because I don't want to wait at a goddamn red light behind you when I have to turn right, and you're waiting to go straight. Mm-hmm. Get in the left lane, t- Nick. You know what I mean? Like, I'm always in the left lane. <laughs> always. 
I respect it. I respect I love, this and whole he, time you were talking about the leg thing. I was, I just kept looking at Nick and I saw his eyes kind of looking at you and looking away and looking at you. And I, I saw the gears turning. I'm like, <laughs> how, what do I, what do I got here? What do I have to work with? Yeah. What are, and I love that it just said, just he's a POS. He's a POS. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm kidding. But, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes you guys talk, I go, where are we at in the plot? Like, yeah, we're going here and figure some stuff out. Andy, I mean, that's I have, how it's got to go. I have a question for you. Would you rather have the Coke freestyle machines or would you rather go to a theater that's a Pepsi only establishment? Get the fuck out of Pepsi here. Only. <gasps> Joey, why would Get you ask him that? You know he's <sighs> dumb. Look at his little, his dumb little face. smirk. His he dumb knows smirk. he's set so many of us. <laughs> Pepsi only because you know why, Joe? I'd get a little Mountain Dew. Ooh. I'd do the do in the you fucking would theater. It. You would do it. I've seen him do it. He had a soda yesterday. I was like, just one peanut M&M. For, to end the tangent of theater stories, I want to give a shout out to the kind of funny best friend. I forget his name. I think it's Steven. Uh, we've seen a million times at different events and this stuff. Kid. This kid. Saw, saw him yesterday, and he came up to me, and uh, he was like hanging out because it was like GDC. He was like, hey, Tim, haven't seen you in a while. I was like, oh, what's up, dude? Like, I've seen him at RTX before. I've seen him at a bunch of, uh, a of different things. Too. Movie experiences, yeah. And um, he has this the biggest thing of popcorn you can possibly get and the biggest fucking drink you could possibly get, like like the Trenta shit. And uh, I was like, oh, you seen John Wick? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, 3.30? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, cool, man. We'll, we're, we're seeing it up there. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm actually watching it at the other theater. And I was like. Oh, like a cr- in the oh, mall? That, that's weird. No. Yeah. I was like, why? No. You're here with the stuff. He's like, I bought this. It's unlimited refills. So he gets oh. refills at AMC and then goes across smart. the street to Century. Damn. So and when I saw him leaving, he was holding it and he like flashed it at me and he had <laughs> the thing full and he had a full refill bag of popcorn. He's like, this one's for home. It's so smart. I, I mean, because you, you think about the, you know, just the economy's just spiked, you know, recently, yeah. Joe. It's very, very smart. Like, like, system. In, like, it's actually really smart because, like, imagine how much you guys paying for each time you get popcorn. A lot of Lots. popcorn. Lots. Sixty-four dollars. Yeah. yeah, easy. Yeah, but uh, wait, one, before we before we move on, <laughs> I know what the, the price the, popcorn is. Snacks. Andy. Yeah, uh, I do want to say Andy does bring up an excellent point, and the the reality is it's not the machines that are broken with these Coke things; it's the fact that they don't get serviced enough. We have to so hold right. these movie theaters. You know, responsible, accountable, accountable yep. to not servicing these damn machines. Because why is it that every time, the, like, you don't have this option, you don't have that? Sort it out, Sentry. I, I, sort it out. Or AMC. AMC. It All is, of them, Joey. I, I'm not going to act like it isn't partially my fault, Tim, because I didn't give you the full truth earlier, right? And if I could get the wow. one. Okay, give him the one. I got a pee. If, if I can get the one, um, <laughs> because I didn't just do Coke Zero and Coke. Like, what I do is, like, let's say... I have the full, let's say this is my cup, Joe. Mm-hmm. My cup run is full, okay? I go around half Coke Zero. I do a little bit of Coke, and I do the rest root beer. Oh, I thought you were going to go cherry Coke. The re- so the root beer kind of makes everything root beer flavored because it's such a strong flavor profile. Okay. So it's like I'm just drinking normal root beer. Um, so why not just get all root beer? Question. <laughs> um, because I want, like, Coke Zero for the for the... Um, the health factor for the health factor, Joe. Do they not have like a sugar-free diet? <laughs> they they do, but I don't know if they have. Uh, I don't know if it has caffeine. Okay. So, so I legitimately had to go to three different. <laughs> I legitimately had to go to three different machines. You, you know what I mean, Tim? Uh-huh. I had to go to three different. I know what you. Mean. I had to go to three different machines. Yes. It doesn't look like I'm looking at Tim right here. <laughs> I had to go to three different machines. One for the Coke. One for the 
Coke uh, Zero and the other for the Barks root beer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. my issue. It's a big issue. Mm-hmm. It's a big boy. I thought you were going to make it's a big so point. Big. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. How did it. you do that? How did I look that large? What happened? <laughs> you look oh. like Killa. Like <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Where are we at in the movie? I've forgotten. I don't know. Nick's not back. We got to keep talking about it. Action scene number two in the the, the club fight, essentially, which you got to love the club fight in all these movies. But yeah, we see the big dude get take down. I have another tangent then. Tangent up. Um, Real early in the year to have have two really big set pieces in movies that are very water heavy. We got this. We got Magic Mike's last Magic, dance. I forgot Magic Mike was this year. That is uh, a review that we did. He was so he was so wet in that sequence. Joe. Yeah, but they were also very wet in this one. Yeah, I loved it. I, I love again. I can't give enough credit to just the locations that they have in these movies. Like yeah. so many of these places. I'm like, how is this real? Like even stuff that aren't supposed to be the big action set piece. Like just the walk into a like conference room, and it's the coolest conference room ever, which is like yeah. pillars and shit. And it's just like. It, every single thing has a purpose, and that purpose is just be dope as shit. I, yeah, I am a little bummed that John Wick just it has takes no fall damage whatsoever, because it's like uh, he does, like no, he feels he, it, bro. He fell in <laughs> he that scene. It. He probably fell at minimum fifteen to twenty feet. I mean, and but like, the adrenaline's pumping though, guys. Pumping, but dude. it's concrete. He landed in a concrete thing. The, the Europe has softer a concrete. Very similar fall. Later kills the dude. I guess he fell on stairs. He fell on yeah. his head. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, John Wick, I'm pretty sure, falls Look, on his chest. John Wick needs to, like, John Wick knows how to fall. It's one of the main things that they, they teach quarterbacks, Joe. They don't want quarterbacks falling in a place where they get squished mm-hmm. by a big offensive line. They know how to fall. John Wick knows how to fall. That guy didn't know how to fall. He broke his neck. He knows how to fall on the stairs, too. Mm-hmm. Really well. How to fall. They have falls those so many stairs. Extra little pads, too. Yeah. The quarterbacks get the word in case they get they John do. Wick falls like down more stairs in this movie than I've walked up in my life. I don't like stairs. <laughs> yeah. I won't do it. Yeah. That's why I got invented escalators. Mm-hmm. That's exactly <laughs> it. Uh, I digress, it. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so he goes, he brings the tooth back uh, to uh, the his adopted sister, Katya, that the Wikipedia says. I had no idea that was his sister. Adopted. Did you know that? Mm-mm. There you go. Well, and I she goes, they're all orphans that have been adopted into this family. Mm-hmm. Sure, okay. that makes Except sense. Except for maybe Katya, who might have been... Pietro's daughter. I like that I said Pietro. The, definitely not the name of the guy that died, but Pietro. No, that is, I'm pretty sure that's the name of the guy. I it think it was like Uncle Pyro or something like that. It was like P-I-T-R-Y or something. like that. Anyway, she's like, welcome back. You now have your tickets been mended. We got to go burn your arm, pour some vodka over each other, and you can now issue your challenge to the to to Bill Scar's card. But also like so much cooler than just like sticking a brand in a fire. It's like, Let's fill this metal thing with like more molten metal, awesome. and then stick our hands to it. Uh, what they say there, where they like we, the, the pain is shared between us or some shit like that. Whatever it was was cool as hell. Yeah, it was also, like blood of my blood, something like ashes that. Ashes to ashes. Yeah, we all uh, fall down. Really quick, I do want to <laughs> add like just briefly mention Klaus, who is. <laughs> Like, I am Klaus. Fucking Pokemon shit, dude. Just an I am so weird. Guy. What a weird, what a weird call on that one, but also, it was fun. Nick, did you recognize uh Katia? Yeah, she's mm. the water woman from uh, Game of Thrones. And Nymphadora Tonks. Oh, that's what I know her from. I was like, I don't remember her from Game of Thrones, but yeah, I remember yeah, that that makes sense. That's great. She was great. All this just just having a great time with all these little the little uh assassination houses and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, of course, Winston goes over uh, to talk to Marquis. He's like, "Listen, we're in- we're issuing this this 
thing. He's like, well, you got to be his second. And he's like, I am his second. It's going to be great. He's like, well, you know, if he dies, you die too, right? He goes, yeah, I did not know that. And it's like, well, you should know that because you're the one that like uh, suggested to John that this would be the, the the course of action to begin with. But he's like, great. So if I win, though, I want the Continental Hotel rebuilt. Um, I want the gym to be slightly bigger. I would like there to be a, a smart water <laughs> a vending machine on every floor. <laughs> yes. um, clear wa- clear ice cubes. Clear ice cubes. I want my parking spot to be a little bit closer to the door and a full-size parking spot. None of this compact bullshit. And then uh, Marquis like, well, you don't drive. And he's like, but that's not the fucking point. Yeah. You understand me? I have friends that drive. Mm-hmm. And when they come and they pull up to the Continental, I want them to have a place to park. And he goes, I also want it to be reconsecrated, and I want it to be full ownership over that. And he's like, okay, great. You said this woman was the water woman in Game of Thrones? No, I was definitely wrong. No, I don't know what water Were you thinking about, you, you know Osha. nothing, John? Yeah, she's no. Osha. She's like she's the Osha. wildling. She's the wildling. Osha the wildling, yeah. yeah. Where'd the water come from, though? Oh, she, I was thinking. I was thinking of a uh, Reek's sister. Oh, the Greyjoy. Okay. As soon as I Got said, it, as soon as I said the water you. woman, oh, I was yeah. like... No, it's wrong. I'll wait for them to correct me in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Also, I want to throw out as a correction, I was right. He was in The Last Samurai as well as. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. This wow. mind sometimes get, works. Get fucked. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't. Oh, no, the comments are going to come. Right, they're going to be like, Nick was right. He was in there. Mm. And then they're going to go, Andy doesn't know what the hell he's talking Water about. Woman. Water woman. Water <laughs> woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Where are we? Catch back up to the terms now. They have this cool thing where they all have to like, they get to awesome. pick. They get, so one, cool. Everyone gets to pick and they got to draw a card. I love like, oh, these so tiles that yeah. they have. In my brain, I'm like, it's only like, there's three choices. Why do we have 17 tiles? Yeah, I don't really understand like the number I, scale. Well, it's it's, it's just you just flip it up where the highest number. No, I know, well, yeah, but, but like there, there was only an, tw- like twenty four tiles on the table. Yeah, and, but it went up higher. Well, than what that. I'm assuming, Joe, is that like they had it's a full deck of cards. Like, like there's fifty two of them. Well, okay, how many cards were on the table? Fifty two. I think that there were twelve on each side, but then at some point John flipped <laughs> so to twenty seven. I think they oh twenty seven. Okay, because I was thinking like maybe they have one, one to, to thirty two. cards. And they gave him 15 each or some shit like that, you know? So, like, I mean, that was what like I was thinking. T- it doesn't really matter. I love the physicality of it. And yeah. we, we keep talking about how cool these cool the props, movie man. is. But the, the big hourglass thing and these cards being so, like, heavy-seeming and, like, just, like, they're a real thing. The coins even, like, fuck. Ah, yeah, even when they, they have, rad. like, they present the bullets one by one. Yeah. And it's just, like. Totally. Man. Very cool. Uh, of course, uh, it's, it's uh, Marquis wants to pick knives and he's just, like, Pistols. Pistols. And it's cool. And then he's like, where do you want? I what the other options are. Uh, shotguns. Uh, all sorts Whatever. of things. Shotguns. Like Just that. Yeah, because Marquis said blades. Yeah. Blades, so yeah. like Blades, pistols, ARs, shotguns. I mean, any weapon. But then cannons, it's if just, you want it to be. It's just <laughs> great that... <laughs> I want someone to do this with cannons. Yeah, it's so just old bad. pirate cannons. It's just great that neither of them are confused because you know that this is something that's been done a lot. And that convinces, the, it convinces you, the viewer, that... This world, it, it makes the world more convincing. It's like, the yeah. not over-explaining. Things. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Um, so the, the the terms are set. It's not going to be in New York. It's going to be in Paris. It's going to be at Sunrise. Uh, but John's confidence being now is also such John's a great like, moment. No. And they're like, well, come on, bro. We got like 30 more minutes of this movie. We can't be doing that. We got all the actions. We've got the Dragon's Breath sequence still coming up. We can't do that. Uh, so John goes, I need to go someplace uh, safe for a little bit, which of course ends up being the underground tunnel. Uh, system where uh, Lawrence Fishburne and Winston meet in there. This cardboard where they saved Ethan Hunt. They didn't. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, they they have the um. That's right. The the little waterway is yeah. where he fl- flies in. That was really that was a good pull. Um, we have dead reckoning coming this year yeah, too. Do. More horses. What a time. More horses. More horses. That's, that's, that's right. Fantastic. 
Uh, so he's like, I'm going to hang out. He goes, here's the last suit you'll ever wear. He's like, men in black style suit. It's really cool. Gives him the white and black suit. You know, it's going to be the final one. Uh, and he's like, now all we got to do is get you to the church. Again, one of those moments if I have the high table, I was like, look, dude, you got to play by the rules. Because he's like, what if you just didn't get there? And the guy with the mutton chops, and I'm like, no, I'm very 90s mutton chops. Maybe we got to clean those up a little bit. Oh. Um, he's like, I get what you're saying, boss. Wink, wink. And then the lady comes on the uh, the loudspeaker and is like, bonjour, bonjour. It's time to play Paint It Black because John Wick is on the way to the church. We can't let him get there, but I'm going to speak in code. Uh, what a cool way meanwhile, to just present this whole sequence. Like, have it being told to you by a DJ again. Another one of the things that doesn't need existing. You just this is a character that has it's existed. Cool. There's always been a DJ in this world. Yeah. It's so awesome. She tells it's, everyone in yeah. Paris what's going on. Yeah. It's the just juxtaposition between super old school stuff, but like incredibly state of the art like weaponry, oh, yeah. like technology. Like Kevlar so cool. Kevlar sheets like it stop bullets. My favorite yeah. thing is when he takes the, the jackets off and, and stuff. Shakes. And shakes it out at the end <laughs> oh, the bullets just come out and the oh, best bullets come out. It's just fucking it's awesome. So and I, I love that this this sets off the scene of like all the, the different people coming after him to try to get the contract done. And it reminds me of like the plot of number three where it was kind of like everyone is hunting John Wick. I feel like, and it's just because I haven't seen the movie in a while now, so like I don't remember the the details, but I thought they did a really good job in this one of it feeling like the world's against him. And like everywhere he goes, people are coming after him. You don't know who is going to pop out and be after him in the same way that uh, uh, Mr. Smith in Matrix, right? In uh, Matrix 2, come out like, any the, of Keanu, uh, uh, Neo versus all of them, right? This is the 2023 version of that, and it's just done in a way that looks so good where there was no moment in this fight that I'm like, oh, this the CG's bad or whatever. I was yeah. just mesmerized by the speed at which everything was happening, and I just believed that he was being hunted and fucking everybody up. Yeah, incredible. Um, another I will say that I think that the earlier fight where you're talking about where it feels like everybody against him, I think that one's cooler because it just seems like a lot of normal people are assassins. This one feels it's like, Oh, you just look kind of like a generic kind of like henchman kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So it's not as surprising. It's just like the amount of waves of them that we get that's just like overwhelming. I also love that, by the way. And it, it occurs to me every single John Wick where I'm like, how many stunt people do you think really were there? Because everyone, they always have the guys that like they're either in makeup or they got their faces covered. It's like, do they only use like 10 guys? And are those guys incredibly bruised? When they're done filming this oh, movie, man. Oh, they imagine. are destroyed. Oh, destroyed. Because yeah. these motherfuckers are doing this shit. Like, oh, yeah, I'm sure there's pads and I'm sure there's some green screen, but I would say, like, they're conservatively, 60 to 70% of this movie, people are getting contusions. I, I saw a TikTok <laughs> recently. I don't think it was this movie, but there's a scene where, well, like, an armored guy gets thrown down escalators and, like, it was the behind the scenes, and like the dude is just like I'm sure he's wearing a lot of padding, but yeah. those are escalators, and he's definitely just getting thrown down the escalators. Oh, that was this movie. That it was, was the, the continental, scene. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah and that it's just was like brutal. That shit is so brutal. And it's like, man, I hope they got that in one shot. Um, uh, incredible. So Another thing that that literally is going to giant's breath scene. No, we no. haven't quite got there yet. This the call has been put out, <laughs> and there's a guy sitting in front of Moulin Rouge, and I was like, huh, huh. real place. Mm -hmm. Didn't know that. Oh, really? No idea. Oh, yeah. No idea. See the thing with the windmill and all that stuff at the back? I was like, You can go huh. see the dancers. Yeah. There you go. Cool. Uh, this shit pops off. We get the arc sequence first, which is <clears throat> incredible. Uh, then we get, that's all. Awesome. We talked about that. Yeah. The Throwing people in the car, flipping, cars. this, that. Um, we get the cool him drifting and fucking shooting at people Picking in a, up the gun off the oh, ground. Incredible. As he's just in continuously the circling them in his car, shooting them down. God damn, dude. It's like 
it's I I felt like such a sucker of being like God, I love violence. Yeah, <laughs> like, <straight up. laughs> this is great. I do think there was one missed opportunity where two cars drive at him and pin his car, and he's his like door his uh door is missing. I wish he had just jumped out and like the cars had taken his car away and he just kind of walked out of it. Like, I, think I think they did that like, in another John Wick, didn't they? Wasn't that in another movie where he like the car gets hit and he walks out of it? As it's whipping around. As it's whipping around. Like, Remember that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Just when he, out. What's his name? Does all the car stuff in the but first and second Nick, one? I think it's the first one, right? Hundred percent. Kevin, you're not wrong. <laughs> what's you're not the wrong car? Uh, I love all this. I, the charger, the, all that stuff. I think it was a charger. Fucking awesome. The sound of it. It's flipping around. All that stuff. Very, very cool. And then, of course, before Is this, it weird that there's an American car in Paris. Not at all. No. We we're everywhere. Okay. <laughs> These Paris, you know what they have? The little putt putt cars. Putt 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 putt. The Pugos and their little weird cars that you can barely fit one person Pugo. in. There's a scene where the Fiat Endo. hits someone and the Fiat actually gets damaged. Yeah, the Fiat hits, and then the Fiat goes, "Oh, mon ami, <laughs> <laughs> it was to be." <laughs> you know what I mean? Get the fuck out of here. We got Dars Chargers. This is American steel. Yeah. You get that? We'll go right through your Moulin Rouge. <laughs> ah, my gift is my soul. All right, um, my song rather. Uh, I fucked that joke up. Anyway, <laughs> we'll keep walking along. Um, awesome. We did get a moment here that I want to call out, though. Of course, the guys are prepping. They put the, they put the broadsword shotguns in the back and they load them with the dragon's breath. And that's when I thought to myself, "This is gonna be fucking insane." And sure enough, he goes into the building, and John picks it up first. I think someone shoot. Maybe you don't see it before, and he's the first person to shoot this damn thing. And this effect that they have coming out of this rifle, this this shotgun is powerful, incredible. Wait, this is a Call of Duty thing? Uh, well, no, it's a real. I mean, thing, it's a real weapon. But like, I I know of it from Call of Duty. Yeah, Call um, of Duty. You, you can um you can do ammo for your guns. Like you can pick which ammos you unlock them, and one of them is fire rounds for your shotgun. And Andy's not wrong. It was like the it was the gun of choice. It was for all a the, bad the, meta. The, the scary. Try hard sweat lords that were in there just jumping at my face and shooting me with fire. It was. But he's so just annoying. like he's just slowly walking up the stairs backwards and and the visuals are great yes. and then it just and then we go into it right as he enters the, the room. Of all time. The camera cranes up and we are above we are above Keanu for a solid five minute long action scene. That is just like nothing I've ever seen. Before. It was mesmerizing it to was watch this. It was so cool. I was super transfixed. Cool. I was in a fugue state watching. Um, it. it comes back down to him. We fight a little bit. Goes right back up. And the traders there as well. The trackers there as well. Uh, they they shoot it out. They do get out. They go downstairs. We get jumped. Someone gets thrown off a freaking balcony thing. Um, and then it gets to the point. Mutton chops comes up and he's like, "I'm gonna kill this guy's dog." And John Wick just cannot stand for it. He will not stand for animal cruelty. I for one am on his side. Andy, get on the right side of history on this one. Um, don't hurt dogs. This dog is fucking cute as shit. John, of course, instead of killing the tracker and saving himself, kills the dog. And the tracker's like, oh, no. I've been on the wrong side this, this entire man. time. Mm-hmm. This guy's now my friend. I have a life uh, to this man. And if you think for a second that later down the road when the tracker has a moment where he's like, I could kill John Wick and make $40 million right now. And then looks at his dog and his dog goes, mm-hmm. oh, so cute. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this dog. Perfect. So I did it. Cute. Perfect, Perfect casting. Writing. No notes. <laughs> uh, no notes. Zero notes. Uh, of course, you get out of the scene, and then we start, we start the, the what will probably be an iconic scene with the, uh, with the stairway. I mean, legit, I, I think that the stairway thing is like. It's going to be a moment. It's going to be a, a cinematic moment yeah. that is talked about. It'll be referenced. Forever. And I, I feel like it's a, a, a standout scene 
in uh, a franchise that is so hard to stand out because everything is just so special. Like, I think this is like an incredibly special. It's moment. unbelievable that they keep on just ramping up what they're doing without it feeling like kind of like without uh, Fast and Furious going to space. Yeah, yeah. like I, I, I was just so impressed by this whole sequence. It was so fun to watch. It was again, you're. You're laughing at the ridiculous nature of all of this, um, at just like the unstoppable John Wick climbing up these stairs, and get, then getting knocked down forever. I mean, the, him falling down the it flight, is, it's and we laugh. It's comedic perfection. And then another flight, and then another. It just kept just keep going. going. It is going. Comed- and then it's comedic break. perfection. And then he falls down the rest. Of, you're like, how are there still more stairs so to fall? Stairs. Down? As he's and I had the thought that as he's about to start walking back up, I think. I think you can get back up faster if you're fighting dudes. Because, like, you, you see him, like, about to walk, and he's like, oh, this is going to be fucking tough. And then Donnie Yen's kind of there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you see the moment where he wants to start walking back up, and you know this is going to be a pain in the ass. And I think that he makes it up there faster because he's fighting people. <laughs> As opposed to, like, if he was just running up there. You know what uh, I mean? Absolutely. Like, because when, you're, when you're not fighting people, the adrenaline wears <laughs> you're off. You're just kind of, like, like God, jogging, you know? So yeah. much. Uh, Donnie Yen comes to the scene of course we get the tracker moment with the dog and the dog, and he saves him Donnie Yen's like John I'm going to need you to get these stairs because if you don't and I don't fight you and kill you my daughter they're going to kill my daughter so they have to fight together fucking awesome moment where Donnie has to use his uh, the, the sheath of his sword to sort of feel where the railing is to understand where he's at in the space and he's hearing people just popping off and there's just moments where he's just shooting at people to sort of distract them all that stuff is super cool um, and then he just like I forget how they kill the oh the dog uh, bites the dude's nuts with the mountain chops. Oh, then, the, the biting him and then pulling him down yeah. was like, oh, shit. And then I think either the tracker or John shoots him in the head. Someone shoots him in the head. Tracker. Tracker yeah. shoots him in the head. Donnie Yen can't because of the... Oh, right. He can't touch him. He's like, but I can yeah. still punch you. Yeah. Motherfucker. Uh, he so many fun lines in this movie. Yeah. Also, it. he does this cool thing where instead of stabbing people, as he's walking by people that are down, he just goes... Like yeah. Into their chest. Like, oh, cool. the little thing. Because he just... does that. He does that to Keanu Reeves as well. Yeah, he goes, "You owe me one," and then and then hurts his arm, hand. I, presumably, oh, he has to shoot with his left hand. And he looks so fucking smooth uh, doing it. So dude. cool. Uh, they go uh, up, of wait, course. Real as quick, yeah. can I add one more moment? Because there's yeah. a thing that really stood out to me is at one point John Wick runs out of bullets with his handgun, so he like opens his gun to like see that there's no bullets, sees it, takes his gun apart throws the like top part at some dude's throat and then, and then yeah with the with the other side starts stabbing people yeah. and it looks visceral and then he ends that with stabbing someone through the neck yeah man that shit was wild the one scene that i did not like <laughs> in this movie was the and I, I think i was in the bathroom you guys were talking about it when uh the tracker guy got the oh we didn't talk about that knife no. through the hand and he like pulls it through i was like too far. Too, too far, far, guys. I, I'm all here but, for the gratuitous yeah. violence. That just felt Well, like that was poor. like, wasn't it like the eyeball moment in the in the knife throwing sequence uh, in yeah. part three? Like, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, it yeah. kind of reminds me. I feel I too far. I feel like they feel like the creators of these movies feel like they have notes to hit. And like, but we got to like, do a creepy, an awful gory There's moment. definitely an escalation. I think it's part of it, too, that like, I think that scene shows that he's like, I don't want to owe anyone. I am here on my own dime. I'm not. This is, I, it, this is gross and painful, but like. I'm not going to be part of this whole thing. It was so gross. Um, Of course, we make it up the stairs just in time for the clock to strike. It is sunrise. This is, um, I will say, I love any time a movie can obviously film practically in a location. It's so much better, especially with a movie that relies on real stunts. This was the one part of this movie where I was like, obviously you can't film 
at sunrise an entire scene like this because this scene would take probably days to film and you can't keep the light consistently. So I think this was on a soundstage someplace. Yeah. Kind of red like that to me, especially when they were sitting and you, you saw Paris the in the background. Stuff. I get it. Weird. I, I like the scene no matter what. Yeah, otherwise, no, I but I just was like this. The light being stuff. cast on them always feels like a it set. always feels sad. And that's the I feel like they like you're so right about it. Like this scene does stand out compared to the rest of them. Um, but I do feel like they leaned into it in a way that like they the choreography and the camera blocking of this I think played with the shadows and lights in a way that I was like at least it's really interesting even if it doesn't look quite real. It felt like. I believed in yeah. what they were, were presenting to us, especially with like the beautiful wide shot of them, the paces towards each other and like mm -hmm. how they just set the stage for us to look at it, like almost like a 2D platformer. Like it was fucking cool. But did the opposite shot look super keyed? Like the shot against the building a bunch of times when the, the background, uh, like the assistants and stuff that were in the background when they were moving, I, it almost looked like they had a green bloom around them. Hmm. It was definitely a lot of a lot of compositing in this, for sure. Yeah. I don't think that building behind them was real, if that's what you're talking about. Yeah. But for sure, when it when it switched and it was Paris, I was like, no, that's that's. It kind of stuck out a little too clean, a yeah. little. But again, I don't mind it. Obviously, we're in a neon noir John Wick comic book hyper fucking action thriller, whatever. It was just one of the moments where I'm like, ah, you know, Tom Cruise would have filmed it at sunrise. Yeah. He wouldn't have composited that. Just saying. Just saying. Saying Keanu. Yeah, I'm just Come saying on, Chad Stahalski. Uh, Macquarie would have filmed practically this entire thing. Anyway. McHugh. Uh, what's that? McHugh. Yeah. Mickey, Mickey, oh, Mickey Q. That's what he called. Oh, that's <laughs> they call him Mickey Q? That's what Tom Cruise calls him. Yeah, McHugh. Yeah. What would Tom Cruise call me? Uh, oh, Buttercakes. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? There's something cool I like that. I fucking hate and something love cool that. I was going like to go that. much more offensive with it. <laughs> I was like, Old I was bitch. Like, <laughs> damn. Okay. Damn. Damn. Okay. Yeah, Tom Cruise's mouth. Um... So anyway, um, we are up there, and it's 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 dueling pistols at, at 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 sunrise, right? One shot, one kill pistols. I didn't understand the rules per se. He was like, "You got to go thirty paces out, and then come back in until one person dies." I was like, "Well, he's gonna walk toward each other slowly until they punch each other to death." Didn't realize they were gonna give him bullets for every mm -hmm. ten steps they came in. Mm -hmm. Of course, first two shots wing each other. You kind of get the kind of get the feeling like, "Oh, you don't really want to kill each other." We're trying to figure out this out. Second shots. Not not death blows either. Donnie Yen gets one in the in the gut. Uh, Keanu gives one, I think, in the shoulder. By the third one, unfortunately, um, and I I love this because this is the first moment, this first real action sequence that we have that is paced and is tense because it is just one shot. We're taking our time with this. Clancy Brown's just having a great time with his fedora and all this cool shit that he's doing, calling it out. Shots and whatever. Ten, ten more paces. paces. Ten more paces. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it, we get down to it, and it's the final blow. And Donnie Yen pulls the trigger and shoots John straight through the gut. And, of course, the Marquis cannot help himself. He goes, I get the coup de gras. I'm going to take the final bullet. He, he puts a bullet in his gun, walks back up to John. Let's look at the cool little moment before that of Donnie Yen and uh, Keanu having the, like, the little person closest to death and person's clinging to life. Oh, right. Oh. Uh, good little <laughs> moments. Uh, and they also give each other props at a certain point, too. He's like, good shot. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, and then he goes, you stupid son of a bitch, you egotistical fool. He didn't shoot yet. And we're all thinking it. Like, we only saw one shot. Mm -hmm. We've all played video games before. I didn't we know see how many that. bullets. Oh, really? Oh, didn't you didn't? That. No. Oh, I oh. saw, I saw when, when, it, when it came up, you saw one puff of smoke come out of, of just Donnie Yen's gun. I was like, oh, Keanu hasn't pulled the trigger yet. So funny. satisfying. I heard it, it where I was like, oh, that was just one shot. Because I, yeah. I was looking at just Donnie Yen's body to see if he was like, yeah. the bullet was where the, the bullet went. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't see the. 
the muzzle flash or whatever. This was one of those moments happened to everyone in the theater was like, oh, yeah. like, you tricksters. Yeah, he, he didn't shoot. Yeah, and then, of course, Keanu just goes like, stay on or get off. I, f- I forget what he, he says. Said he says something, something cool. Yeah. I need to I, keep the bus over 65. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, there was one great moment here that everyone laughed at where right before they start the 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 final duel, uh, Bill comes up to him and he's like, "Remember, I'm gonna kill your daughter." And Johnny just goes, "Fuck off!" <laughs> like, yeah, just fuck off, man. Yeah, no, he just, was like, "Think of your daughter." Fuck off, fuck off. <laughs> right? Um, so right before, of course, the last shot, he's like, "My daughter's good, right?" And no matter what happens here, she's good. He's like, "Yeah, saw that in front of Clancy. Clancy apparently wrote it down in the thing." Uh, so finally, he's like, "You dumb son of a, you stupid, you don't know me, but you think you're gonna know me." Uh, Winston's line though of "You arrogant asshole," yeah, he didn't you arrogant shoot. prick, right? Yeah, he hasn't shot. And so John, of course, like, shit, pow, right through the eyes. Bill Skarsgård goes down, blood everywhere. And then Clancy Brown's like, "Thank God we can go to breakfast. This shit took way too long, and I am fucking hungry." Everyone's uh-huh. good. Yeah. You get the you get the Continental back. Your daughter's safe, and John, you get to just go um, have. What what I imagine is going to be the end of my life. I uh, thought Clancy Brown was going to throw a flag on the play or something. Like, can't do that. Clancy's, uh, Clancy's seen the marquee playing it fast to lose here, and he's he like, if I'm being really honest, like he broke the marquee. Up. I don't think Nobody he gives does. a fuck. He doesn't care. He wants to just go. Uh, it's all settled. Uh, Marquis dead. John's good to go. And John, of course, has seen Blade Runner 2049, and he's like, the coolest way to go out is just shot to death. Just go sit on the steps, keel over, leave it nebulous. Maybe we want a sequel. Maybe Ryan Gosling comes back for Blade Runner 2075. Maybe. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, of right. course, we cut over to the to, a, to a, uh, the funeral, uh, or not the funeral, excuse me, the uh, gravestones, and it's uh, Helen Wick and John Wick, and he's a loving husband. We did miss that one scene where he's like, what would you want on your, your tombstone? He goes, loving husband, that's what I'd want, because that's how I see myself. But we also have that moment where he's like, there's three kinds of men in the world. Men that have something to fight for, men that have something to die for, and men that have something to kill for. And Kane has all three, and John Wick has nothing. I was like, oh. So, so then there's four, because there's the guys that have nothing, right? That's John Wick, because he's got nothing. Yeah, that's so a good the point. Fourth kind. There's there's like different guys. Yeah, I'm there's so five kinds of guys. Died. A lot of adages being thrown out yeah. here all over the place. Winston just full of it. Right. Well, everybody <laughs> just talks in. They really talk. Yeah. In like biblical verses. Yeah, they talk like, in these yeah. in these moments. Uh, of course, it's the most unrealistic thing about this movie is how everybody speaks to each other. <laughs> but it's so cool. It's great. It's awesome. I love it. Uh, they're there. The uh, Lawrence Fishburne's there as well. He's like, never thought I'd see the day John's been buried in the ground. Of course, we have never. We didn't see him die. We haven't seen him get buried. So for all we know, he's just pu- out puppy shopping. He's at the kennel right now, trying to get another cute rescue dog in and live the rest of his life. I do think that if John, if John is alive, I think it's weird to me that he has he didn't come back for the dog. Hmm. He, Joey, he really he, he cares about that, the dog. He knew that dog for about four hours, right? But he doesn't. The, that's never mattered. I'll tell you what. You get me a dog. I don't bomb with it immediately. I'm leaving it on the street. <laughs> you're right. The first dog he had only known Puppy for like gate. a couple days. Yeah. And this is the second dog. So he had it through two and three. But he saved. He but, redeemed himself because he killed the other guy that was going to kill the dogs. So now he's done with dogs. No. That's the full circle. No. <laughs> that's the full circle. I, it's pretty ballsy they killed guy. him. And like, sure, they didn't really kill him. They, but they kill did him. kill him. But like. But they they did. Like, the way they presented it is he's dead. And, like, I know we all know he's coming back. Winston has that little smirky smirk. You know? Yeah. But it's just, like, it was that's a call. Like, that's. Wasn't expecting that either. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't. Because we had fine, talked I guess. earlier about, like, I think this is the last one. And you're like, no, they're not, like, marketing like that. I was like, I thought this yeah. was the last one. Because we know we have the ballerina spinoff coming with yeah. Anna de Armas. But and we get the show. 
prequel. That's right. It, yeah. So I, I don't know, but I imagine that this movie's going to do well. I imagine we're going to get another, and I imagine he'll be back. But where we're at now, no, I don't know. And then we get our first post credit. We scene. get our first ever post credit scene in the John Wick sequence where uh, uh, Kane is just like, everything's cool, and I'm listening to my daughter play her street music. Um, and then <laughs> I was like, she's a really good violinist. Why is she always playing on the streets? What the fuck? Go, you don't got anything else? Get a goddamn anyway. studio. Guys, Nick's not wrong. I'm not wrong. That's what we call it. That's what we call it. Like, it's you're very talented. Thing. Like, you just need to apply yourself. Um, <laughs> and so he's there and he's like, he's like, Catalina Wine Mixer, right? Yeah. And then we see Akira and she's like, I'm going to fucking stab this she's guy. She's going to die. And she, you're like, she's, you're going to die. He's he, just better than so you. He's so much better than her. But we don't um, know how much time has passed, what kind been, of training she's Joey, gone through. Four days. It's been four days. Max. He's got, in John Wick world, if you're standing, you're, it's been a day and a half, you're, you're healed. Easy. <laughs> no more bullets. The bullets can't hurt us in this. Either way, Cool. Maybe we carry on. We've got some other people in this movie. I could see a John Wick five starring Kane. That could be cool. I don't there know. We go. I'd like that is John Wick four. Yeah, I'd like you in one too. <laughs> Thank you. I can see what you doing you thing really be? well. John, John not so oh, quick. Okay. <laughs> <Damn>. John Thick. <laughs> John Thick. <laughs> well, when I when I was in for Halloween, it was Juan Wick. Juan Wick. Yeah. Okay. Ragu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys here. You got it? And I don't. I, I got, got it for you. Don't worry, dude. We have Zero and the Adjudicator from three at number one. Uh, we have Santino, Aries, and Common from number two. Uh, and then we have Yosef, Vigo, and Dog Killers all around the world from one. Oh. Where, Where do we want to put the marquee? I. Which one was Zero? Who is that in John Wick 3? Cool okay. sword guy, right? Oh, the guy that was annoying who was like, I'm your best friend. Uh, oh, that guy. Mark Dukakis. Yeah, that oh, guy's awesome. He was great. Only the strong, yeah. He was great. I, ah, this I, is a tough one, man. It is. I don't know why. Because I just, I, I, I think that like Bill Skarsgård's performance is the best of all of these villains. Um, I just don't know if I wish there were more like outsmarty moments, you know, and and I shouldn't expect that because John Wick doesn't really do that. We're not we're not getting like the big twists like in Mission Impossible movies, but I just think him as an actor, he's probably the best actor of all of these, and I think he played a good enough villain. I just don't know if there were enough like big enough moments that I could focus in on and say like, man, remember this sequence though. See for me, I think that the villain works so well in this because it was like it was a simple setup. Like we knew it was going to end in a duel, and that duel was satisfying. And then on top of that, all the fetch quests and side missions, like the mini bosses and bad guys they had, I was really into. Right. So I feel like this kind of this one villain wise fulfilled the Gold promise key. and potential. Oh. Yeah, like just so much like fun, the right type of gimmicky stuff that I'd I'd put it at number one as an overall because uh, I think all of them there's. Great moments and great characters in each of these, but I think that this one had the consistently. I enjoyed all the bad guys or all the antagonists, all the fight scenes they had. If you count Donnie Yen for some of it, if you do. Like, I mean, he is an antagonist. Yeah, and the yeah. tracker. And I, I'm like, with all that stuff added up, I'm like, yeah, it's number one. You're I mean, right. I would yeah. put it at number one because I don't, I don't <laughs> remember the adjudicator being that that amazing. Well, and I think for a lot of the other villains, they're it's more of like a puppet master. Than like them actually being like actively a villain, mm -hmm. uh, where it's just like they're part of the system. That's kind of what they do. Yeah. Um, which that's... is not as satisfying, I think, as Bill Skarsgård. Well, it's interesting because I like 
That and that, and again, that's that's kind of where the Bill Skarsgård dif- like differentiates himself. It feels like there's a vendetta here, and it's personal. And while that's fun for the character to play, I kind of miss the fact that there's just this system out there. Now, even remember the adjudicators like I'm not I don't really care what's going on here. You've yeah. just broken the rules and it's my job to enforce this and like it's the the ball is rolling no matter what. Like there's nothing the adjudicator could have done to have stopped it. I kind of like that ominous presence of like John fucked up. There's no way out of this. The rules are the rules. And in this one we kind of break from that because Bill Skarsgård's like I'm going to just there's do whatever like I want to do. Yeah, there's ego it. attached to it which prior to this there there necessarily wasn't. But I will if we're if we're counting Donnie Yen as yes. one of the bad guys Come on, he's number one. He's, he's the he's, he's so, so fucking fun to watch in this movie, and he's and he is a bad guy. So put it there. I, you, I say you're totally right. Like I know that Donnie has that turn at the end, and we know why he's doing this, and we know he's in a bad situation. But you know, we also have to see him kill um, Akira's dad. And it was rough, but he didn't want to. He didn't want to. And again, Koji could have walked away, but you're like, no, can't do it. Got to got to got to push it out there. Shout out to Common though. Shut up, so for sure. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, so there we have it. Number one, audio listeners. I was doing the silence pistol moment <laughs> from, the, from the subway, <laughs> where the subway the scene. Yeah, <laughs> Raggy Baggy for number one. Uh, for number number one is John Wick four, then John Wick three, then two, then one. They just keep getting better. Also, Roger was reminding me that Willem Dafoe is in John Wick one, which I absolutely did not remember. Yeah, yeah, which that's is right. So funny. Yeah, I don't remember John Wick two at all. John Wick 2 is awesome. What the heck happened uh, So now it's time to rank the John Wick movies. Currently, our rankings are 1, 3, oh, 2. Oh, that was common. This is t- one. Oh, man. So John what? Wick 1, one three, and three two. 2. Me and you got outvoted where we like 2 the best. I like 2 the most. Yeah. yeah. I love 3. <laughs> Parabellum's <laughs> fucking that, bad yeah. on the bone, dude. With the two the dogs climbing up buildings to eat people. Fucking so sick. <laughs> so cool. I, Kevin also didn't. I don't He's just like so hard. To yeah. Me. So fucking hard. Honestly, I love these movies all so much. I think this is my number one, and I think that if I could only watch one John Wick for the rest of time, I'd be okay if it was this one. I got a. They just delivered. I got. Uh, I saw a couple tweets that I think were perfect, where they were mentioning like, "Man, if they took the second act from this movie and the first act from this movie and the third act from this movie, like we would have like the best of John Wick movie." Yeah. Um, I, I would probably have to agree with Tim only because like I don't think two should be that low. I'm in that weird spot. All, all these movies are fucking incredible. Yeah, I would put this at number one because I just think I I've. It it was breathtaking to witness. Like yeah. the second half of this movie, I think is just so incredibly strong, and it was again relentless. I agree with Andy that all of these movies are like excellent, and like it's really like splitting hairs, honestly, to kind of rank these. I would probably put this under three. I just really love three. Um, and I think that we get a little bit more like a way stronger plot and like uh like world building in that this one is just like almost purely just action 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 and i feel like i was missing a little bit of that from them yeah i'm kind of with joe like i i I like the other areas i like the world building of three a little bit more i feel like this one kind of pushed it a little too far and a little too places having set too many places having said that fuck me that dragon's breath sequence was something I've never seen before. And I think that John Wick is about those action sequences. It's really about kind of like building lore a little bit and and pushing the envelope when it comes to that. And there's just no denying that the sequences in this were like, with the exception of the knife room, which is the one sequence that really sticks out to me of being like, this is fucking bonkers. I think 
the last three sequences we see in this movie are just some of the coolest things that have ever been recorded. So I, I probably would put this at number one. Yeah. Number one. The more I think of it, Tim, it's like, I think this, like, ex- exclude the fights, the, the, uh, the Dragon's Breath top-down sequence. And I think this movie, this movie's action moments can go toe-to-toe with any of the other action sequences in any of the other movies. I think they're, like, all that good. But the top-down action, the top, top-down Dragon's Breath sequence, I think, is Innovative. the best thing in any of these movies. It's like, so it's good. the best, the, the fact that they introduced this four movies in is bonkers to me and it was absolutely like it you had the perfect word for it nick it was mesmerizing like i i had so many moments tim looked at us and started clapping like before you did that tim i was like so close to standing up and being like holy fuck man this is incredible they did it they just freaking did it yeah uh so our rankings are number one john wick four number two john wick one number three john wick three and number four john wick two Go to a theater this weekend. Watch this movie. this movie. It is it such again. an experience. Oh, I can't wait to see it again. What a special time to be alive. We're going to be reviewing so many movies the rest of this year. Uh, like I keep saying, every franchise out there is getting a sequel this year, and we're going to be adding it back into our in-review. It's going to be a great time overall. Uh, let us know in the comments below what you thought of John Wick Chapter 4. Until next time, love you all. Goodbye. We'll be thinking we're back.